This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast with match play focus, coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Sean, and I'm joined by my <laughs> co-host, Sean. It's, <laughs> just, I swear. It just always sounds sound fucking right. dumb and awkward. <laughs> just, I cannot say it with a straight face, so I just feel like I'm talking to myself, bro. But anyway, so it's, it's just Sean and Sean for this show. Uh, so... In this show, we're going to talk to you about Stormcast Eternals, uh, the best and most popular um, army out there in Age of Sigma, and that's a fact. Uh, well, my favorite army, at least anyway. Um, so, as I said, we're going to cover the battle time. Uh, this will not be like a lot of other battle time reviews, like Facehammer, where they go through sort of every artifact and command trait and every unit and so on and so forth. Um, the book's been out for maybe two months now feels like so i would assume a lot of people know um the gist of the book so we're just going to highlight what we think is really cool um parts of it that we really like um and we might make some comments that some stuff's a bit shit along the way or just outdated i guess you would say uh, so what to expect in the show we'll cover uh, what we like artifacts wise spell laws etc um storm hosts do we like him do we not like him uh, battalions, what are good, what are useful, endless spells, uh, spoilers, it's pretty much the Comet. Um, and then we'll cr- quickly run through the War Scrolls. Um, it's not going to be each War Scroll, as I said, it will mainly be the new stuff or changes or just War Scrolls that we really like. We just, we, we're pretty time poor at the moment, guys, so we're not going to go through each one. Um, and that's one of the things with Stormcast is you have about 40 odd units and about 20 of them are heroes. Um, so you're spoiled for choice. Um, then at the end, we'll sort of just wrap up again, sort of summarize what we like. Uh, we want to talk a bit about allies and then we've got some Twitter questions. Uh, so we'll just kick off straight into it. So allegiance abilities, uh, everyone knows Stormcast drops from the sky, uh, more than nine inches away. Uh, there's no more rolling, have to come down by turn three in the movement phase when you drop, uh, your guys or anytime you're set up. So that will come into play later on. Uh, your minus one to hit for that turn that you've been set up. Uh, command traits, I personally haven't used a whole lot of these because I've been running Stormhose. Uh, everyone knows about Staunch Defender. It's still still pretty good. Um, other than that, there's a couple of other handy ones in there, but as I said, I've been using Stormhose. Any command oh, traits man, you think, specifically um, want to highlight? Just the big thing is you Sean? don't take the Stormhose because um, I think Staunch Defender is still so good. It kind of... Um, it kind of looks better than a lot of the storm hosts, if not all of them to me at the moment. Yeah. So first of all, we'll cover off what is staunch defender. Cause we're sort of almost talking like we assume everyone knows what it is. Uh, so storm defender is add one to save rolls, um, for attacks that target a friendly stormcast internal unit. That's wholly within nine inches of a general. Um, that has not made a charge move the same term. So it's a passive plus one to save if you're holy with a nine general. So if your general's on a on a mount and has a decent sized base, it's a pretty decent bubble. Uh, if they're on foot, then it's a bit of a bit of a cuddle up. Um, so it's still yeah. It's still it was the good. auto take for um, since the the most the past yes. stormcast book come out. 
and going to Holy Within, I don't think it's really a big deal, to be honest, especially if you've got, you're going to have an Arcanum on Griff Charger or something like that. It's a pretty big base. You'll get a lot of models in it. It's an elite army. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think yeah it's still absolutely. Good. And it's good. Uh, yeah, and and I've, I mean, I personally have been like really refreshed by the Storm Host because I previously just used to t- take Staunch Defender every t- every game because it was just the auto include because it's so good. But I think now you have a few more options. Um, and you're right, the Storm Host, some of them are pretty good, some of them are pretty bad. For the most part, the pattern that you have in the Storm Host is that you have a good command trait or a good command ability and then sort of a crap artifact, or you have one good thing out of the four or two good things out of the four. Um, but I haven't mixed and matched, so, um, yeah, the standout one is so much defender still. Consummate Commander's pretty good. You get an extra command point um, every turn on a roll of a four-up. Um, Shielded by Faith is a five-up. Ignore Mortal Wounds, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we'll move on to Artifacts of Power. Uh, the melee ones, the weapons... To be honest, I don't really rate any of them because Stormcasts don't really have a very fighty, tanky combat hero outside. I mean, the best fighting hero is the Salicent Prime, who can't take one of these because he's a named character. Um, and the most tanky one is a uh, a Star Drake, but again, that's it comes in at five hundred and sixty odd points, so it's a lot of points. Um, and you probably might want to make him a bit more defensive. Most um, offensive. Most people uh, use any artifacts, artifacts of- too now and. Most of those are better than the Stormcast ones anyway. Yeah. So if you're going to pick a weapon, yeah. none of them really outshine like minus three rend or sort of judgment or something like that, you know? Yeah, plus one hit, plus one wound, yeah. as opposed to Fang of Draconian, which is reroll, wound rolls of one. You know, it's <laughs> yay. Um, Obsidian Blade improves the rend by one. Well, I could just have rend free instead. Uh, so I guess this sort of victim of the round one's been really good. Um, so we go into the armor, so the artifacts power armor. Any I of think, these stand um, out to you, Sean? Uh, you still got mirror shield from the last edition, which is minus two to hit from missile weapons, but shooting sort of not I as popular. I think the only viable so. one's probably mirror shield. The um the the armor. Uh, I, I know you used to run it every now and then. Armor of silvered sigma. The minus one it's, in combat. Yeah, it's good, but you may as well just take. Yep. Um, Griff Fever Charm be minus one for shooting and combat and move an extra inch. Like, yeah, it's kind of pointless. Um, yeah, again, 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 it's uh, realm artifacts. Yeah, again, they're sort of just obsolete, which is crazy because the book is, is brand new. It's the most recent book out, as well as Night Haunt. Um, Drake's Go Arm is all right. Um, you can reroll failed save rolls uh, for attacks if the bear is damage is greater than one so if it's damage two or d3 rerolled failed armor That's saves nice. um it's not too bad but there's probably other stuff in the in the artifacts that i'm unaware of the realm ones that is um then you've got artifacts of tempest um so these are like the magical enchanted ones um the only one that i ever really used out of these in the prior book was the luck stone which is still around which is the once per game you can change one hit wound save roll or rolled it randomly to determines damage to a roll of your choice. So this, the classic one with this used to be you chuck it on the Night Venator, you use your once per game bow shot, um, which hits on twos. If you miss, and you change it to a hit. Wounds on threes. If it doesn't wound, then you change it to a wound, assuming you haven't already used it, sorry, because it's once per game. So ideally, you hit, you wound. 
the person would fail their armor save and then you'd roll the damage on and you're doing it against the hero and if you rolled a two or three you just change the damage to, to a, a six and then because it was three damage plus d6 change it to a six nine damage i did that to scarbrand once in a tournament <laughs> killed him <laughs> turn one um with that and a, and a trumpeter so that was oh, pretty cool rude. um my opponent didn't really enjoy that yeah but the rest of them are a pretty subpar they've got the seed of rebirth which is sort of like i can't remember the old order one but it was the old uh, phoenix, phoenix stone, yeah. stone or something was it where you used to heal every yeah, turn hero this one is you heal it's pretty good now yeah and this one the seed of rebirth is in your hero phase roll a dice at a bearer on a four plus you heal one wound so i think they're all pretty pretty meh to be honest um and i don't think you'll see a lot of the weapons armors or the artifacts of tempest because You've got wizard stuff and totem stuff to also take into account for. And typically that stuff's um, a, lot, a lot better and synergizes a lot better with the Stormcast stuff, I think. If you're going to take any Stormcast yeah, artifacts, I mean, you're going to take these next few that are coming up. Yeah, for, I mean, Stormcast is an army that sort of evolves around synergy. Again, they don't really have that awesome... Uh, you know, that awesome sort of merely weapon threat hero outside of Celestine Prime who can't take this stuff who's just going to go in and smash, and you, you're not really having a hero that you sort of want to make better in combat. You more have a hero that you want to keep around longer so he can provide his awesome command buff or he can pass out his staunch defender or so he can use his reign of stars or, or whatever it is or Gabriel Shawheart to make people charge further or, um, you know, a Lord of Quiller of some sort so they can make evocate his instant cast or they can give people more attacks and so on so yeah you're more wanting to go a bit defensive with your your general that is at least depending on the amount of artifacts you have um so treasured standards so uh heroes of totems can take these so relictors um and i believe it's the veritant the sort of anti-magic guy that no one's ever used ever um the uh, the, the standards yeah the vix the vix oh, the venator Vixel, Vixel, sorry. Got so reroll run. I quite like him. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So you can reroll run and charge rolls on um, Hurricane Standard. Sort of pointless. Um, you can reroll charge rolls with the Vixel anyway. Um, again, these are all pretty crap, and they're pretty. There's really they're not crap. They're just unremarkable. There's if you've only got one or two artifacts, you wouldn't be taking any of these. Um, the Mystic Light ones as well, which take on your Lord Castellan or Lord Veritor or Xeros. Uh, um, I like the Lantern and the Fury brand. I, I can see both of those working in a certain build. Yeah, so the Fury brand is in your hero phase. You can pick one melee weapon used by a Stormcast Eternal Hero within six at a bearer and add one to the attack characteristics of the melee weapon. Again, who are you putting it on, though, is the thing. I mean, if you if you could put it on a Prime, like if a Prime's dropping and somehow has survived to your next hero phase, yeah. giving the Prime an extra attack is, is obviously really good. Or your Drake Sworn Templar uh, with a Lance or something like that. Like, you're going to be following him, giving him the plus one yeah. save. I, I assume you can do the plus one save and this at the same time, can't you? Yeah, yeah, because this is an artifact, yeah. So the plus one save is just... So we're talking about the Lord Castellan guys to go... With the lantern, it gives Stormcast just plus one save. Picks you know holy with an eighteen, I believe it is plus one save. Uh, the Drake Sworn is probably a good shout um, because he... yeah, you're right because then his lance gets four attacks, I believe, and it's more chances to do mortal wounds if he's hitting monsters. 
Uh, however, there might just be something a realm artifact that gives you plus one attack or or better. Yeah. Um, and then the Lantern of Tempest is reroll unmodified hit rolls of six for attacks made with missile weapons. So uh, enemy unit shooting at you that target friendly Stormcast Eternal uh, units wholly within six of the bearer. So um, I guess the classic examples are Skyfires, if they shoot the Lord Castellan or the Xeros or whoever has this artifact, and they hit roll, they roll, they hit on a six, they have to re-roll that six. Um, so yeah, that's that would be sort of useful, but again, I don't know if you're going to have enough artifacts to burn that, and I don't think shooting is sort of as common as it once used to be. Um, then we're going to Celestial Starves, so Lord Arcanums or Knight Encantors only. Uh, so I think there's two really good artifacts in here. So first of all, the Staff of Focus, uh, which you've probably surely heard about by now, listeners. So it's the once per battle when you hear a phase, the bearer can use this artifact. If they do so, add one to casting rolls for the bearer until the end of that phase. In addition, if the bearer casts a spell that inflicts any mortal wounds during the phase, add one to the number of mortal wounds inflicted on each unit that the spell affects. So the classic example is Everblaze Comet. Um, Everblaze Comet goes off on a 6. Uh, you pop this, goes off on a 5. If you near Arcane, goes off on a 4. Assuming it's not dispelled. And then you're doing um, always 1 plus 1 mortal wound, or D3 plus 1, or 3 plus 1 mortal wound, depending on what you roll for the Everblaze. Uh, so classically, I've used this quite a bit, and I've traditionally used it with the Everblaze Comet. Um, I think it's good. Could you, um, um, could you do something like chuck chuck the Ecanter on a Bailwind the turn before? So he gets two spells, um, cast his, pop this, cast his spell, so two mortal wounds to everyone within 24, and mm-hmm. then cast the mm-hmm. Everblaze. So you're doing like two mortal wounds in a 48-inch yep. bubble, yeah, and then the Everblaze with plus one. With plus one casting all of them. Yeah. It'd be pretty tasty. Absolutely. So um yeah, the follow-up to that is ideally because it's a once per game and it's an artifact, you will want to be taking a hero that can cast probably at least two spells. I mean I've been using it on ones that can cast one spell. Uh simply because I don't own the Torlon or I haven't put the encanter on a Bellwind. because uh, I didn't think about that until you just mentioned that, bro. So that's a good shout. Um but ideally, if you can get two spells off, that's great, because then you can cast an Everblaze, as Sean has said, and then uh, the Encanto spell, which goes off on a seven. So seven's not a guarantee. It's pretty hard. So if you do have um, a Bellwind plus a Staff, it makes it a little easier. Um, and also the three, six, well, the extra six inches that the Bellwind gives, as Sean said, would mean every unit within 24 is taking two mortal wounds and is minus one to run and charge, I believe, if the spell is... Um, it never goes off for me. I can never roll it it's on a seven. A spell. So it's yeah. Spell. Well, the other one you can sort of channel it with is, um, and again, it goes off on a seven. Is Stormcaller. So if you had like a Toralon or the same example that you've just given, the Encanter goes up on a Bellwind, uh, drops the Neverblaze Comet, and then if you've got Stormcaller, so Stormcaller this is jumping forward a bit, but it goes off on a seven, and it's sort of like the Nurgle one. Uh, if successfully rolled, um, then roll a dice for each enemy unit on the battlefield on a 6+, plus, so not reliable whatsoever. The unit suffers D3 mortal wounds, and then with the stuff of focus, it'll be D3 plus 1. But if you're playing like an MSU mixed chaos Skaven army where they have 15, 16 units on the board, 
Uh, you might get two, maybe three off. You should get two sort of on average. Um, but you probably want something that's a bit more consistent. I think some of the named heroes, um, whatever, they wouldn't be able to go up and Bailwind, would they? Yeah. No, uh, no. I mean, the Torolon and stuff like wounds, that, because they have yeah. too many wounds, yeah. don't they? Yeah, so they couldn't go up there. Um, Starfall would be another one where you pick a point on the battlefield within 12 inches, roll a dice for every enemy unit within three on a four plus, they take one mortal wound, so... Um, sorry, I just got a cough, guys, so Sean, can you just fill yeah. the air? The, um... What's it? The ugly one, the Toralon spell as well, is kind of like a mini comet that pick. I think it's within twelve inches. Pick a point. Everybody within. I think it's on a four plus takes D three. So D three plus one plus the comet, double it up. Two D three plus two. Yeah, it's just like the um, the Drakeoff breath, where the Lord Castellan and Drakeoff just picks a point, and then you run within three inches. I think on a four plus takes yeah. D three. So. The summary of that is Staff of Focus is good if you can use two spells, which is ideally the best, situa- best situation. Not that hard to do. And ideally, no, no. It's a bit of a combo, though, so it's a bit of a sort of janky sort of thing. Um, and then ideally, if you're casting spells that have splash damage or area effect or hits multiple units, so therefore you're really making the most of add the one add the number of mortal wounds you know add one sorry to the number of mortal wounds inflicted by each spell so that way you're doing you know possibly five or six extra mortal wounds for free across the entirety of an army um the other one that i think is really good from celestial stars is mind lock stuff so once per battle another once per battle at the start of the enemy hero phase you can pick an enemy wizard within 12 to bearer that wizard cannot cast any spells that phase um, so why do I think this is awesome? So how I've traditionally used this in the past and how I used it at the last tournament called Arms, I'd put this on the Encanter. I'd start the Encanter in the sky, which means the Encanter doesn't get to cast spells. If, and I had a low drop army. I was picking who went first every turn, uh, every game, sorry. Um, so I would go first, buff up. I'd drop my Encanter at the end of the movement phase. This obviously means the Encanter can't cast their spell in, the, um, in my hero phase, but that's a sacrifice I'm happy to make. I'd drop the Encanter, um, obviously at least 9 inches away, but within 12, so anywhere from 9 to sort of 11.5 inches away from a key enemy wizard. So I did this twice on Arcan um, at Quarter Arms. Um, I also did it on Lady Alinda. I also did it on a Vermin Lord Corruptor, and I also did it on, um, oh, what's the guy called from fucking Ida Nefty? Uh, is it Aspect of the Sea? Yeah, Aspect of the Sea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so ideally, for the most part, when you're playing someone, for the most part, there will always be a wizard that has two or more spells. If you're playing, like, a Nagash, this oh, thing is man, fucking money. So good. Or if you're playing, like, a... Or if you're playing, like, an Illyrial who has three spells, or, or a Marathi that has three spells... Drop them 12 inches away. Uh, as soon as their turn goes, they're like, yeah, I'm going to start doing this. And you're like, hold up, I've got to start a phase ability. That guy cannot cast any spells. Now, the trade-off is the encounter is going to die because for the most part, your enemy, your opponent will just be like, fuck, that's annoying. I'm going to kill that person and sink some sort of revenge, which you're like, sweet. If I, if I can't stop casting spells, if Nagash is not casting spells, if Marathi's not casting spells, that's a pretty sweet trade-off. I don't mind that whatsoever. Yeah, well, you, you drop him, um, you pop also, this, you pop his once per game, they charge him, and you fucking yeah, G-Hardy the shit out of yeah. there, and 
you know, <laughs> like yeah. they had this massive then... once per game combo from one guy. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, and and that's exactly what I was. Yeah, you just uh-huh. bit me to it, bro. It's quite often most people have like more than one spellcaster, so they're like, sweet. Well, you've shut off my main spellcaster, but I'm going to use this other spellcaster over here to to at least do a mystic shield. And you're like, nah, sorry, bro, you can't because once per game to spell scroll. And you're going to want to burn it because the, the guy's going to, the encounter's going to die. And you're right. And then they charge you. And then you're sitting there going, please, please charge me with a unit of 10 or more people. And then, um, Obviously, if they do, then you just smash the, the vials and you do 3D3 mortal wounds to them, which is pretty sweet. Um, anything else on mind lock, Sean? Or no, man, I think, you, um, I think you covered the best way to do it. Uh, definitely on the encounter every time. Uh, I think it's... it's it's the, the way the game's going at the moment, I would almost always take that artifact if you're not stuck to the Stormhost artifacts. I think it's super good. Yeah, I think it's got real legs. Um, and I mean, I haven't done it to it in the gash, but God, I can't wait for the day that I can. Sorry, I've just been coughing while you've been talking, <laughs> so I'm just trying to get my breath back. Um, sorry, guys, I've been a bit sick, so bear with me. There might be a couple of blank spots in this. Uh, so next, Scrolls of Power, Lords of Can- Lord Arcanum again, and Night Encanters only. Um in all honesty, I actually haven't read any of these. The, so, the, the first one, um, they're all one the first battles. one's kind of cool if you combo it up with a Star Drake. Um, but it's once per battle. It, I don't so, think it's better than um, Staff of Focus or Mind Like Staff. Uh, just, yeah. yeah, the Star Drake lets you adjust um, enemy casting values yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so up you or can down. do some damage, but uh-huh. it's kind of like, it's cool, but I don't think you're going to see it in the top end list, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, okay. So instead of just trying to read that, why doing a podcast and sounding like a fucking idiot, I'm just going to move on <laughs> to Spell Laws. Yeah, um, yeah the, the other two are pretty much. I have not read them. So Spell Laws, um, so Lord of the Storm can't be used by Evocators, but can be used by everyone else. Uh, so Encanters and Lord Arcanums. Uh, it's a pretty decent Spell Law. There's nothing that's... Oh my God, excuse me. There's nothing that's overly um, offensive. Uh, for the most part, you cast it on fives, which is sweet. Uh, so there's three spells that go off on fives, one that goes off on six, and two that go off on seven. Uh, I think Lightning Blast is pretty good. It goes off on a five. The nearest visible enemy unit takes D3 mortal wounds, so you don't get to pick, but it's got an unlimited range. Uh, so if you sit at the back of the board casting your um, Everblaze Comet and you want to be out of Dispel range, that's a good one to sort of take as well. Azerite Halo, I think, is probably the best one here. Goes off on a 5, pick a Stormcast unit holy within 12 of the caster until your next hero phase. Each time you make an unmodified save roll for 6. For that unit, the attacking unit suffers 1 mortal wound after all attacks have been resolved. So that works at range and combat. So if you buff up a, a tanky block of sequitors or a block of evocators or just any, any model, really, and chuck them into combat, um, ideally you'd have more models or just a high wound count because then you're making more save rolls because you'll be alive longer. Um, that's pretty sweet because then you've got more opportunities to roll sixes and bounce model wounds back at them. And units now have to attack as well, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, otherwise, Star Drake I... and you'll be bouncing them fucking everywhere. Yeah, exactly. On ones and exactly. on sixes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, exactly. For the reroll once to save on shield. Hmm. Um, and then the Lord at the 
evocate is geared um chain, it's just, go, going back a bit chain lightning's pretty yeah cool. I, I quite like that too anything you can yeah. hit people with on turn one's pretty pretty cool yeah it's a 24 inch range so it goes off on a seven which is what i don't like about it um i've used it heaps or well, i've tried to use it but going off on a seven is pretty crap when you don't have arcane terrain around uh pick a unit within 24 inches they take d3 mortal wounds and roll a dice for each enemy unit within three of the first on a four plus that unit suffers a mortal wound so again that would be pretty sweet if you've got um stuff of focus is what it's called eh? yep yeah yeah because then you're doing d3 plus one and then everyone's taking two mortal wounds if you roll a four plus around them so that's sort of a good splash damage area effect spell to chain it with um and then the um law for the evocators uh it's all pretty good support buffy ones. Uh, Speed of Lightning is probably the best one. Goes off in a 5, pick a unit holy with a 9, you can reroll fail charge rolls. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. Saves you a command point in that sense. Uh, prayers. So uh, Translocation or New Lightning Chariot is just the fucking head and shoulders winner, I think. Um, on a, Pick a unit holy with a 9 at a priest on a 3+. plus. You remove the unit, set it up any, anywhere more than 9 inches from an enemy. You get shock and awe when you come down, so you minus 1 to hit. Um, it's just really handy when your objectives are moving around as they are these days in new AOS. Um, and it's also a good get-out-of-jail-free card if you fuck up your deployment. Um, it's just pretty sweet. Um, Sean also likes Divine Light. Is that right, bro? Yeah, I, I like it when cast on a friendly unit. Uh, against armies like Nurgle or um, Bloodletters or, you know, stuff like that, that procs on a six, just making them re-roll that is pretty... It goes off on a three, so it's it's pretty reliable. I wouldn't take it over Translocation ever, but if you're running two Relictors, um, I think it's an option. Yeah, so it goes off on a three. You pick a friendly unit or an enemy unit, and if you pick a friendly unit, anyone that attacks them have to re-roll hit rolls of a six. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Again, it makes you guys a bit more resilient. And as Sean said, if you've got guys that are proccing stuff on sixes, um, making them roll to get an, you know, effectively another six um, twice in a row is pretty annoying. Um, I agree. I think it's pretty handy. Um, I just wouldn't take it over translocation. No, definitely not better than translocation. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I I run relictors. I almost always have a relictor on my list. I've quite commonly had two in my list just because I think they're so fucking useful. Um, but I'm starting to move away from two relictors, so I just don't know if I'd see anything other than translocation going in there. Um, so we're going to mount traits. So every mount gets the base three mount traits, um, which is plus one to move. If you wound on a six and you have a rend free, or if someone kills you in combat, you roll a d6 on a four plus the enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. Um, and then every sub, well, every not sub, but every different mount has their own um, mount traits. So you got Drakoff ones. I'm not going to go through them. The the only one that I really want to talk about, which I think just has the head and shoulders best mount traits above every other mount, is the Dracoline. So the Dracoline, like everyone else, has three unique ones. So the first one is Bounding Leap. So this model is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it is within six of an enemy unit instead of three inches. It can pile in an extra three inches as well. So effectively, it's got a six-inch pile-in, which is triggered if it's within six inches. So why is this good? If you're charging a hero on Dracoline behind some evocators on, on Dracolines, 
the evocators can fight the enemy unit or fight back, and then you get to fight again with your hero if you want to pile them in. Or you can do some janky piling onto, you know, like places of arcane power and stuff like that. It just makes it easier for you to get a charge when you know that you're definitely going six. Uh, you can also, you know, you move 12, you can roll a d6 for a run. If you finish that run within six inches, then you can still pile in because um, you're not charging. So I think that's pretty good. The best one, I think, is Pride Leader. Um, oh, yeah. I all think these are really good, but Pride Leader, I think, is by far the best. Which is add one to hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Draculine units while they are wholly within nine of this model. Why is this good? Uh, all the Draculine hit on threes. All the Evocators on top of Draculine hit on threes. They're all now hidden on twos. Yeah. Um, Important that it's not so, just the Draculines themselves. It's keyword Draculine, so it's all of them. The Evocators and the Mount. Yeah, attacks made by friendly Dracoline units. So an evocator on Dracoline is a Dracoline unit. It's not specifically saying the mount's weapons. It's just saying attacks made by that unit. They have multiple attack profiles between the special weapon, the regular weapon, and then the mounts. Uh, so therefore, all those things that are hidden on threes are now hidden on twos. Uh, so you have to be wholly within nine. Uh, that's fine. You can run up behind the unit that is going to be charging. Not an issue when it's the same combat. unit chasing the same unit, right? The speed should be pretty much yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just more if you didn't want to charge like your general, if this guy was your general, if it was an, yeah. um, an Lord Arcanum on Dracoline. So, plus one, holy within nine. I think it's just fucking good. So good. Um, obviously, if you don't have any Draculines in your unit, in your army, it's a bit crap because only the one person's getting it, which is the guy on that specific Draculine. Um, however, I think the way to go with a Dracoline, uh, a Lord Arcanum on Dracoline would be to take Evocators of Dracolines too, but more about that later. Uh, and then lastly, Airbursting Roar, which I think Sean put it the best, is just a Tree Lord Ancient, uh, Tree Lord Ancient Stomps on a 4 plus pick a unit. Sorry, pick a unit within 3 inches of his model in the combat phase. On a 4 plus, subtract 1 from hit rolls, uh, made by that unit. So that's pretty sweet, but it's not a, it's not a guarantee, it's not a consistent like the other two, where you can always pile in 6. Or you're always plus one to hit. Um, got about the same sort of thoughts on those, Sean? Or have I missed anything or anything you want to add, bro? Yeah, no, I think you've... Um, the, the other ones, there's nothing that stands out as being overly amazing and worth talking about, I don't think. The the Dracoline ones are pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree, bro. Uh, so Stormhost. Uh, so we're not going to touch on... Uh, we'll probably touch on all of these, but we'll give some of them a real brief rundown. Uh, Hammers of Sigma, is it good? Uh, yes, because it unlocks all the special characters who all have to be Hammers of Sigma and only synergize with units that are Hammers of Sigma. So that's the reason why they're good. Add one to Bravery is pretty sweet. The command ability is okay. Roll a 5 plus whenever uh, Hammers of Sigma Redeemer unit is destroyed, which is like Secretors or Liberators. Yeah. On a five plus, the whole unit comes back, you which is sweet. Remember, you've got a command point for it, though, so it's like, uh, yeah, maybe if you yep. use a 20 man unit sequiters or 30 man unit libs or something, you, you'll try for it, but otherwise, I think you just fucking forget about it, to be honest. Yeah, and it's on a five plus, so it's not like it's a given, it's not even a 50 50, it's a 30 percent chance. Yeah, for 50 points, basically, is what you give away for yep. that roll. Yeah, the command trait's not bad though. Roll a time, roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound to a friendly hammers unit. Hammers a sigma unit, holy for nine of the general six plus. It's ignored. Um, Artifact of power is pretty crap, so we're not even going to go into that. Uh, Hello, knights, my favorite. 
it's Sorry? that same sort of thing, eh? When you get to the storm hosts, you yeah. get you get a pretty cool command trait with that one, and a possibly awesome command ability. But the rest of it, you is kind of shit. Like you don't really care. Yeah, exactly. And that's the trade-off, because they can't all be just shitting excellence like the whole way through. They have to be good at some stuff and crap at other stuff. Um, I do think Hammers of Sigma are worth it, and I think they're good. I think they're best used if you're using a lot of named characters that unlock those specific Hammers of Sigma abilities, such as Vandus Hammerhand, who gives everyone plus one attack. Or, um, or if you're using Gav, who gives everyone plus three charge. Or Gav's got stack. me so triggered, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah Gav's my... a bit... I haven't uh, used him, but they... he's a bit... Why, why, do, why does he still stack? It's it's ridiculous. Oh, that was, that's the worst thing about it as well, uh. because you can drop him. So all you do is just like, sweet, I've got a unit of like 10 or 15 evocators or whatever. Like I've got... I've got this hammer unit and I've got Gav and they're both set up in the celestial realm and they're going to both drop at the end of the phase and I'm going to drop Gav at the end of the movement phase in the same time. I'm going to drop Gav and then I'm going to drop this this hammer unit around Gav in a little circle to make sure they're all wholly within the range of his buff, whatever it is, nine inches or whatever. And then Gav's going to go, sweet, I'm going to double stack or triple stack my command ability so you're now plus six or plus nine to charge. So you're guaranteeing that 9-inch charge, and you can go even further. <coughs> so, yeah, that's why Gav's awesome. Yeah, we saw um, Jack Armstrong do it and do, do obviously, amazingly at Bobo. Uh, yeah, it's kind, it's Jack Armstrong like just does awesome things yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's... um Anything that makes whole... something a guarantee is always going to be right up there. Yeah, well, you're you're essentially eliminating the risk of the possible what if of nine inches away because everyone, as everyone knows, a nine inch charge is not a guarantee. It's not even a fifty fifty. Um, but when you can use a command ability to add three inches or add six inches, and then ha if you have enough command points, re-roll a charge roll. You know, what I don't know why you would. You'd just keep popping that off to get plus nine, plus twelve to charge. Um, anywho, that's enough about Gav and what he does. Uh, Hallowed Knight's my favourite. Um, I think they've probably got the best just straight army ability, which is um, on a 6+, plus you ignore spell effects. So I think that's awesome. Not if just playing... damage debuffs too, so that's, yep. that's any what spells, really brings it out there. Yeah, any spells or endless spells, roll a dice on a 6+, plus, uh, you ignore the effect. Doesn't sound like a lot, but with the rate that spells are flying around at the moment... Um, if you're versing in an army that has maybe four to five spells cast a turn, um, which is probably about average at the moment, or maybe slightly above average, um, you're going to be ignoring a couple a couple throughout the game, and they'll come at crucial moments, because they always are. Uh, the command ability, I think, is probably one of the best as well. The only issue is it's at the start of your hero phase, and people forget to do shit at the start of the hero phase. Uh, so you pick a unit wholly within 9 of a hero or 18 of the general. That unit can run and charge, and you also add 1 to run and charge rolls. You can also stack this. So classically, I've stacked this 2 or 3 times. So a unit can, uh, so starting 80 inches away, can run, gets plus 3 to run, plus d6. 
So for the most part, you're moving five inches as a base move for Stormcast, plus three from that, plus D6. So on average, you know, about 11 inches and you're charging, you need about a seven inch charge if you're 18 inches away. Uh, you're getting plus three. And you can also get rerolls through spells, through inbuilt abilities, through command points. Um, or you can just burn a command point, you know, double stack it, burn a command point if you have a third command point. Um, to make that run roll a six, so then you're moving 13 inches in the move, and then you need to charge five with a plus two to charge. So I think that command ability is fucking awesome. Um, however, you get into the command trait that Mars' strength was a bit shit, yeah, um, because people forget to use it. So if your general dies in combat on a two plus, they can get up and fight again and then die. Uh, the artifact, you heal one wound allocated to bearer. So again, it's a trade-off. You've got sweet ability, sweet command ability, Artifact's not crap, super poo, crap pro. but the trait's pretty poo. Yeah, I normally put them on like a Castellant or something, so you can just sort of, you know, six wound hero that just sort of ticks up, and plus it's, you know, you need heroes with artifacts to score these days, so, so yeah. Uh, then we've got Celestial Vindicators, um, sweet command ability, plus one attack, um, that's really about it, I think. I think um, the reroll hit rolls of one is pretty tasty. I think if in like a, a Star Drake full Natalist, I can see it working. Um, plus one attack on a three damage spear is pretty cool, as well as rerolling hit rolls of one because you're always going to be charging with your fulminators. Is um, I can see it cracking up pretty well. Um, yep, yep. So the, on, the issue is on a big moves staunch on the Star Drake, which is what you want. Yeah, yeah. Although you, I guess you could take like an ethereal amulet and just make him ignore rent and he's free up rolling ones. So yeah, um, yeah. The command ability is good. I don't believe you can stack it. I believe it was one of the ones that was FAQ'd out. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and say that FAQ'd I'm out. Pretty sure it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, cool. And the trait, the command trait is pretty poor, and the artifact, the power, I haven't even read. So It's, it's cool, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anything you put it on where you'd actually give it up for it. Yeah, it's all combat-based, because that's narratively where Celestial Vindicators are at. Uh, Anvils of Heldenhammer, um, this is probably the one the that best, has the, the biggest... The best one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The command ability is fantastic. The rest of it is garbage. Uh, so command ability... You can use this command, and you can't stack this command ability. Previously, you could use this command ability on the same unit as many times as you wanted, so people were running lists with 200 points short to get more command ability to spam this command ability on, like, a unit of 12 longstroke, uh, Vanguard Raptor longstroke um, crossbow dudes. Uh, so you can use this command ability in your hero phase, so not at the start, just in your hero phase. If you do so, pick friendly elves of held and anvils of held and hammer holy with a nine of a hero or holy with an eighteen of a general. Um, that unit can attack with all its missile weapons it is armed with, or make a pile and move and attack with all its melee weapons. Um, so it's sweet. It's really good. Um, so good. If you're running, if you're running some sort of MSU army. Where you can maximize that, that's great. Uh, the rest of it's crap, though. <laughs> so, it's not even going to go into it. Knights Excelsior, it's probably one of the worst. Um, yeah. Someone's probably going to correct me, but that's just, to be honest, I haven't really given it the time of day. Uh, it's it's very unremarkable. Lots of paladins and combat. Um, yeah, so if a friendly Knights Excelsior unit makes an attack that destroys an enemy unit, 
you can re-roll hit rolls of one for attacks made by the Knights of Celsius unit for the rest of the battle. So that's not bad, but it's a bit of admin, it's a bit of bookkeeping, and it's, it's something you're probably going to forget. You yeah. win the game in the first couple of turns, you don't have time to fuck around and wait until they kill you. No, win. no, exactly. <laughs> uh, command ability, re-roll, wound rolls of one, so that's not, excuse it's me, not, that's not bad. Not bad. Um, considering re- re-rolling wound rolls is pretty, I was going to say it's pretty uncommon, and yeah, I removed that evocators <laughs> existed, so it's pretty garbage. Um Add one to the damage characteristic general's melee weapon if it targets a hero. Super situational. So, yeah, we'll just move on from them. Uh, yeah. Celestial Warbringers. So, apparently, the mages who used to previously be um, the trumpet blowers. So, I was a little sad about that because they were sweet when they were trumpet blowers. Um, I really like the ability. So, I think it's cool as fuck. The fearless foresight, I think, is awesome. Yeah. Although that time that you roll a one on a D three is going to be a bit shit. So at the start of the battle, after determining who has the first turn, which is pretty sweet, that's after determining. So you can fake people out with this with their deployment. Uh, but before the first turn begins, you pick D three units and then set them up again anywhere. So you could chuck a big juicy star drake or a, a bait unit out in the front of your army and say come at me knowing full well that you're gonna roll d3 and if you roll a one you're at least going to remove this and set it up in this list your realm or put it at the back of the board or or whatever so i think yeah. that's pretty sweet it, deployment's so crucial in any way you can bully or mess with somebody in the deployment phase is fucking awesome so good yeah bro i think it's i think it's pretty sick to be honest um it's just annoying that it's D3. I'd much rather it just be two or yeah. or one or three, you know. Because um, then you'll get greedy and you'll rely on it and you'll make mistakes and then you're like, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. It's a dice game. Uh, the command ability, I think, is pretty garbage. Um, you get plus one of casting rolls. So you can you can you, stack it. So I, I, I don't think it's that bad, especially if you've got the comet in there. I guess if you're taking them, you have to have the comet. Yeah, so stack you up, pick... Get a comet on all five. Pick a friendly unit and you get plus one to casting rolls until the end of that phase. Why I say it's garbage is because the Lord of Change has like a command ability where it's plus one to everyone within X amount of inches. So and this is just one unit. And at the most in Stormcast, you're only casting two spells. So is it really worth a command point to get a plus one? Yes, you can stack it if you're wanting to guarantee that comet at the back of the board. Or um, if you're going to use Lightning Blast as well, that'd be pretty sweet because that'd almost be givens. But I don't know if it's worth the command point considering how resor- how command point hungry Stormcast Eternals are. Um, the command trait's crap. Uh, I guess it's not crap. It's okay. Once per turn, you can reroll one failed hit, wound, or save roll for your general. Um, the tone of my voice probably tells you how excited I am about these guys. <laughs> <laughs> just does not really uh tempest lords so tempest lords are the 40k imperial guard cp battery farm of the stormcast world oh, um yeah. bunch of people probably won't get that um so what they do is your base ability start of your hero phase roll of dice four plus get an extra command point uh they also have an artifact that if this guy is alive roll a five plus you receive an extra command point so each turn, if you can roll a 4-up and a 5-up, then you're getting free command points every turn, which is pretty sweet. However, how will you use these command points? Um, you can use them on run rolls, charge rolls, obviously. If you have Stormcast Generals, 
like Lord Aquilas, um, sorry, not Lord Aquilas, Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, who can make your evocators autocast their spell, then that would be probably a no-brainer if you have sort of three or four command points in the first turn. That's pretty sick. Um, so they're a good command point farm. It's, it's a better version of the Knights Excelsior. Like, you you have so many command points, your whole army is going to be re-rolling wound rolls of one, all the units you care about, like, and you'll have all these spare yep. command points. I don't know why you take the other one over this, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, the other thing is that you're going to have to have hero saturation sort of spread out through your army to make sure that your units are in range of heroes to be able to use the command points as well yeah uh quite often some cast heroes are just holding hands together just trying to buff each other or buff key units of the army so you will need to make sure that you move them around uh the command ability isn't that bad you can reroll um pick a unit you can reroll wound rolls the one for attacks made by that unit until your next hero phase it's okay i guess uh, and the command trait, add one to wound rolls for attacks made with the general's melee weapon, while this general is within six of a of any other friendly Tempest Lords unit. So, again, you sort of have to babysit your general, uh, but it gets plus one to wounds. Yeah, it's, it's okay, I guess. Again, Stormcast, like real fighty heroes. Heaps of potential if you can find a cool combo, but I, yeah. I don't see any reason why I'd take it over any of the other ones. So far, it has to be, yeah, it has to be uh, a situational combo where you're spamming CP. Yeah, um, lastly, Astral Templar, Astral Templars, which is the other storm hosts I've been using, so I've been using Hallowed Knights mainly, but I've been using these guys the last couple of games. Um, but I'm your, still mixing your these guys, your army's painted as Hallowed Knights, Sean's, yeah, it's, but we don't. I thought you were a fluff gamer, bro. Yeah, but we don't enforce heteronormative views on this <laughs> podcast, and you should know that being identity fluid is something just that we have to accept as a society and come to live with. So only, only you, Wellington, fuck off with your head. Funny, I said to the guys, but yeah, no. So um, we don't enforce painting restrictions in that way. But yes, my army is painted Hella Knights. Um, so why have I been using these guys? So. Their ability is add one to hit rolls. Sort of, this is what the whole army gets. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made against monsters. So, plus one to hit at range, plus one to hit in combat against monsters. Uh, you're only really going to see maybe four monsters, you know, behemoths in a battle. Um, but they're normally pretty key units, you know, like a Glockin or a Lord of Change. Um, there's a, there's a lot more this meta. Gash, yeah. Vampire uh, Lords and Zombie that. Dragon. Sorry, bro, I keep interrupting you. Uh, it's all good. Um, like, there's a lot more monsters or, you know, big BT heroes around this this time around in AOS 2. So I think this one has is a lot less situational than at first it looks. Um, and it's not just combat. It's, it's all hit rolls, so um, it stacks up pretty well. Yeah, so the worst that any Stormcast unit hits is... Um, so the worst roll you'll have for a hit roll is a four before modifiers. For the most part, you're hitting on threes. If you're adding one to a hit roll, then you're hitting on twos. So Rerolling ones is no. easy to find, so twos rerolling ones is yeah, not get a, out of the question. Get a cheeky bit of damn terrain or something. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty awesome. A passive ability that gives your whole army plus one to hit against... I mean, yes, it's a monster, so it's not going to be useful against... Every army, I'm trying to think of an army that doesn't have monsters, um, doesn't come to the top of the head. I don't have Deepkin, their aspects aren't monsters, are they? 
Nah. They're no, fucking no. broken, man. 12 wounds with no degrading profile and a free up save. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's enough about that. Uh, also, in my local meta, there's quite a lot of monsters. Whoever goes running for zombie lords is just smashing everyone at the moment. Previously ran for Stonehorns. Um, yeah, he was not breastfed or something, so he just likes to have big, chunky wants, monsters that you run at people. Picks. Yeah, yeah, it's just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, Matt, but it's, yeah. Anyway, um, command ability. So this is kind of Poe and super situational. So in combat phase, pick a unit, add one to wound rolls for attacks made by that unit against the hero. More specifically, if it's a hero that is a monster, again, zombie, Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, a Vermin Lord, a Lariel, a Tree Lord, um, a Bloodthirster, anything like that, it's fantastic. Because then you've got plus one to hit and plus one to wound. And for the most part, you freeze to hit, you freeze to wound. All of a sudden, you twos to hit, twos to wound, you're just super consistent. You don't have a huge amount of attacks in the Stormcast army. What you do have is very consistently good hit and wound rolls so making them even better is just fucking awesome um i think the thing the is reason... which which Sorry. hero do you actually want to put into a monster from the stormcast uh battle tome like who are you going to be like uh i'm definitely throwing this motherfucker at that vampire lord on zombie dragon with his plus one to hit wounds like you're probably not going to do it you know what i mean I think no, no. So you, yeah, yeah. So no, no, no. I was, I was just rereading something because I was just wondering if I'd misread this. So you pick a unit that is within eighteen. I might be misinterpreting what you're saying. Oh, so it's so not just a hero. the unit you pick doesn't have to be a hero. The unit you're attacking has to be a hero. Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was the other way around. So yeah, that is a. Lot yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, classic example. So, let's just reread that because I was thinking, fuck, am I a retard? Have I not read this properly? <laughs> um, so, no, I wasn't copying, but yeah. Uh, so, no, it says you can use this command ability at start of combat phase. If you do so, pick Astral Templar unit that is, yeah, so Astral Templar unit, so it's anything that's wholly within 9 of a hero or wholly within 18 of a hero that is a general. So, you can pick a unit of evocators going into a Bloodfirster. Bloodfirster is a monster, so you're naturally plus one to hurt. Um, use this command ability, add one to wound roll, so all of a sudden Evercoders go from freeze and freeze to twos and twos. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, the other good part of this... Uh, no, it is combat, because you use the command ability in the com at the start oh of the combat. God. I'm all kinds of fucking that command ability up. I'm going to shut up. That's <laughs> 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 uh, all good, bro. It's all good. Um, so command traits. So after setup is complete, but before the battle begins... Uh, friendly Astral Templar units wholly within 12 inches of the general can move up to 6 inches. Uh, this is awesome if you can out-deploy your opponent. You know you're going first and they're set up on the baseline and you're playing 18 inches away, or even if you're playing 24 inches away. Um, this enables turn 1 Alpha Strikes really easy. Um, you think about you have a unit of uh, Dracolines, Evocators and Dracolines, they move 12. So they move 6 before the game starts, then they move 12, so that's 18 inches they've gone in the first turn. So if you're in an 18-inch deployment, then you're charging them pretty easy. If you're in a 24-inch deployment, then not as easy, but if you have a Heralder, then you can run and charge. So they're going 18 plus D6, or if you burn a command point, they're going 18 plus 6 sort of run roll, so they're going 24 inches, and then 
the evocators on Drake Line 7 inbuilt reroll charge ability. So you're going 24 inches in the first turn with a reroll charge, uh, which is pretty sweet. It's more of the extreme example. Uh, Vanguard Paladors can do it too, or they don't because they move 12, but they don't have the inbuilt reroll charge. Um, even evocators on foot that move five, if they can run in charge, they could do it on an 18 pre reliable because you go five, you go six at the start of the game, then you move five plus d6 at a run. Um, assuming you can run in charge of a heralder, so at that point you're going 11 plus d6 on the run, and then you, for the charge you're doing 2d6. So you're probably moving about 13 to 14 inches at least, and then you're looking for like a four inch to five inch charge, um, unless they're not set up on the baseline you know as close by baseline i mean as close as they can be that's not the baseline but as close as they can be um so that's so that's another reason why i've been using it is sort of turn one alpha stroking um and then the artifact the power is the real shit part of the storm host so subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by a monster that target the bearer so it has to go on a hero because it's an artifact so yeah more often than not you're gonna forget about it pretty handy but I mean, if you've got a Star Drake, then you can sort of bait him in and go, oh, yeah, minus one to wound. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. You got any other comments on that, Sean, while I take a moment to cough? No, not really, man. I think um covered over it pretty well. I think it's between Hammers, um, that one there, and um, maybe Hallowed Knights or Celestial Vindicators, they're probably, if you're going to pick a um, Stormhost, what... That's probably what you're going to go for. One of those three. Those yeah, three, I'd four. say you're going hammers if you want to run lots of special characters. Hallowed knights if you want an all-round pretty good army. Um, one vindicators if you're sort of going if you've got a unit that's got lots of attacks and combat. Um, wouldn't use Hallowed and Hammer. Wouldn't use Excelsior. Warbringers I probably wouldn't use. I mean, it combos nicely with one of the battalions, but. It's super situational, and the Stormcast spells aren't overly offensive. Uh, Tempest Lords, if you never want to run out of CP, then take um, CP being command points, then take Tempest Lords. Um, and Astral Templars, if you want to move an army that has low drops, moves quick, and if you've got lots of monsters and heroes in your meta. Um, so that's the Stormhosts, and that's sort of our quick thoughts on them. Uh, so we'll move on to Battalions. Um, so the big battalions are shit because they cost too many points and you probably won't take them. Uh, so we'll cover off the new battalions, so Grand Convocation, which is Lord Arcanum, Lord, um, ex what is it? Uh, Exorcist. Uh, it's, yeah, Lord sorry, Exorcist. I was just thinking, I was thinking Exorcer, but I was thinking that's not a fucking word. This is blank in there. And then two Knight Encanters, uh, so while you're holy within nine inches of two other spellcasters or wizards, sorry, you get plus one casting. Which is cool. It's got about an eight or nine hundred point buy-in, depending on how you set up the Lord Arcanum, um, the Lord. Ex oh my god, I've already forgot his fucking Exorcist. name. Exorcist <laughs> is a bit of a tax because he's a bit shit. Um, so yeah, I don't think you'll see it a whole lot because it's yeah. pretty much saying you're going to have these four heroes. Um, you got anything to add to that, bro? No, it's too limiting. I think on the hero side, you need your Castellan. Um, maybe a hero to Azaris is pretty tasty now. You, you run out of heroes real quick when you start putting that battalion in there. Yeah, you've only got six heroes, and four of them are being taken. I mean, three out of four are pretty good, but you probably don't even want to in Kansas. Um, Hellstorm Rocket Battery, 
um, I'm a fan of uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, so I've used this previously in a tournament. So the first reason I'm a fan of it is the battalion, if you build it at its min requirements, is 440 points, which was previously unheard of in Stormcast. It's super cheap. 440 points for another artifact, for another command point at the start of the game, and just to lower the drops is, I think, a fucking steal. What comes in it? A Lord Ordinator, uh, a unit of Castigators, so that would be a unit of three if you wanted to build it at 440, um, and then a Celestar Ballista. So what happens here is if the unit of Castigators uh, wounds a target, then the uh, Celestar Ballista can reroll hit rolls made against that target. So the way that I play it and the way that I think you should play it is you put the whole battalion up in the sky. Um, you make it your first drop, you go battalions in the sky. Uh, first turn, second turn, third turn. Whenever the opportunity arises, you drop down with the whole battalion. Uh, you put the Cascades forward and you put the automated there, obviously, in the Ballista. Uh, you, you shoot the Cascades first at the unit that you want to ideally try wipe out or do quite a lot of damage to um the castigators can re-roll once or they can go rend two and you have to say that at the start of shooting phase if you're playing something that ignores rend obviously you're going to go with re-roll ones if you're playing something that has high armor you might go for rend two ideally the castigators there's only three attacks if there's three of them you can make it a unit of six but then you're at 520 so roughly a quarter of your or just over a quarter of your army Castigators wound the unit. Ballister then goes, sweet, I'm going to shoot that unit. So, I don't know, a unit of brutes. There's 10 brutes. You did a wound. Your ballister is going to now shoot the brutes. Your ballister is going to use its short shot because it's going to be close enough to the brutes. So you get four shots. Normally hits on fives. However, the ordinator's there. And so you're hitting on fours. But then also because you've done a wound with the castigators, you're now hitting on fours with a reroll. So ideally, you're sort of getting, I think on the most part, you're getting about three shots in. And then each shot's doing D6, and then you wound it on freeze. Uh, so that's how you play it. Awesome. Four <coughs> yep. super reliable. Yep. Way better than Absolutely. it sounds. Absolutely. So chuck the battalion in the sky, bring it down, try snipe off a hero. The most successful I've ever done this was in a game at Quarter Arms. I dropped. I put this battalion in the sky like I did every game. And I dropped it, my opponent put Arcane right at the back of the board on shifting, or what's it called, relocation orb. Put him right at the back of the board. Um, I dropped the battalion down, did a wound with the castigators, and then the ballista shot off Arcane with the short range shots. Uh, Killed him to the wound. Um, And that was a bit of a game changer. And again, it's 440 points killing Arcane. I know he's a few less points than that, but... Arcane's a bit of a linchpin of any death army. Um, so I think it's good. I wouldn't max it out. I wouldn't put heaps of cascaders in there. I'd simply use it to get an artifact and get a command point. Um, anything to add to that, Sean? No, man. It's kind of like a one-game wombo combo sort of thing because they're probably going to get taken off afterwards unless you've set up sequitters or something in front. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way I found it is that it would come down. It would do what it's supposed to do. Or it wouldn't, and then it would die, <laughs> more or less. Or yeah. <laughs> someone would charge it, and they wouldn't kill it. But I have to shoot whatever I'm in combat with. So yeah, I just, just kill the ballista off, and then you don't really give a yeah. fuck about the battalion anymore. 
Exactly. As soon as the bliss is gone, the ordinary is just standing there holding his dick in his hand, wondering what's going on, to be fair. <laughs> it's just fucking like, it's just so awful. Um, anyway, and then you've got Cleansing Phalanx out of the last, well, not the last, but one of the other new ones, which is probably the one you'll see everywhere. Um, it's really good. It's two units of evocators, so they can come on foot or on the cats, draglings. Two units of Secretors. So if you know of Evocators from this battalion successfully cast Empowered, which is their signature spell, on a unit of Secretors from the same battalion, and the spell is not unbound, you can reroll failed hit rolls made by the Secretor unit in addition to their spell effects, which is reroll wounds. So therefore your, your Secretors are now rerolling hits and wounds. And then the Secretors have an inbuilt ability where they can reroll hits or saves in the combat phase so then you're going i'm going to activate saves so all of a sudden in combat phase you're rerolling hits wounds and saves um it's a fantastic battalion you probably want your two units of secretors to be you probably want at least one unit to be a unit of 10 if not unit of um if not both units of 10 evocators ideally you want another unit of 10 in there as well and then a unit of five um, it's just when you start sort of mixing out this battalion, you start running out of points super quick. Uh, you want to take a Lord Arcanum as your general because you want the Secretors to be battle line. Um, it's a unit you know, of 10 Secretors rerolling everything. Becomes a real hammer and anvil. Becomes a real grind and also a real punch, especially with all those green hammers in there. Um, unless you're playing something that just like throws mortal wounds in your face and you're fucked. Um, or something that has huge rend. You know, sixes re-rolling is, is still pretty crap because you can't re-roll the twos, uh, the fours and fives because re-rolls um, apply before modifiers. Anyway, you got anything to add about cleansing failing, Sean? Or on, uh... No, man, I think that one's going to be everywhere. Um, yeah, I think it's the most common hands one. down the most broken thing in the book. Um, followed by evocators. Like, you're going to have an arcanum every single time because yep. I don't know why you take libs. Um, so I don't know why you wouldn't take the battalion, just less drops, artifacts, command point. Yeah, it's going to yep. be in all the lists. Exactly, bro. The the Soul Wars box, the starter box, is actually a fucking sweet way to start. If you want to start a Stormcast, let me pick up a couple of those and you're laughing. Except Evocators come in trees, which is kind of annoying. But anywho, uh, move. It's like the Retributor thing all over again, eh? They're like, here's three Retributors. You're like what the fuck do I do with that? Uh, yeah. Here's three evocators. What yeah. the fuck do I do with this? Exactly. So I have 12, 13 evocators because I've just been picking nice. up people's Soul Wars box, but I need to actually fork out the 90 odd dollars or however much it is here in New Zealand to buy a pack of five. So I've got enough for the time being and I've been using sort of unit fillers and opponents don't mind, but I'll have to get some more soon. Um... Other battalions, I just wanted to quickly touch on Vanguard Justice, Justice Conclave. Uh, I think this is sort of a slightly underrated, pretty good battalion. So what is in the Vanguard Justice Conclave, you ask, because you've never, ever heard of it. Um, so you've got three units of Vanguard Raptors, so that's the Long Strike Crossbows or the Hurricane Crossbows, and then three units of Aether Wings. Um, so it's a pretty small battalion. So if you're... Um, Going as light as you can on the battalion, it's 690 points in total um, for those six guys plus the battalion. So uh leaves you, you know, 1,300 points to build in battle line and your heroes. So it's not too bad. Uh, so you can re-roll. So, Sorry, you want to take this one? Yeah, you're, 
just like before I think the long strikes the um what's it the 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 long range crossbow that does the mortal wounds was definitely the go I think that's no longer I reckon it's the um the hurricane crossbows are probably the way so coupled with this you know your your fours and threes on the prime re-rolling ones running on fours put it in what's it called astral templars the last one we talked about and yep. stack it up onto a monster you know your threes re-rolling ones threes re-roll uh twos threes no re-roll yep. yeah and twos re-rolling one it's, it's a lot of shots it's fucking how many shots did you say 86 shots or uh so it's something like that yeah so what you'd do because you're a smart player is you'd put the vanguard raptors in the sky and then when they drop down you drop them nine inches away they've only got an 18 inch shot however if they don't move and being set up from the sky no longer counts as a move uh they get three extra attacks so it means every guy gets nine attacks uh so every so there's only there's three units are free but each unit has uh 27 attacks and nine of those attacks are hitting on uh threes or twos if you use using astral templars as um Sean was saying, because the prime gets plus one to hit. So in total, it's eighty-one attacks from three units, um, and you're rerolling ones. So the dream scenario would be astral templars shooting at a monster, twos rerolling ones or threes rerolling ones. Yeah, you're wounded on fours. You don't have a lot of rend, but weighted dice says you probably do. Maybe force thirty to odd armor saves. I don't know. I'm not a mass guy. Where's Paige when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> Put it, put it on a death hero is going to be like Nagash or Arcan or um, maybe a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon most of the time. You, you're you pretty likely to... Sh you'll definitely shoot Arcan off. You'll hurt yeah, Nagash pretty bad. Because Arcan's pretty like, squishy. It, yeah, there's there's a lot of weight behind it, I yeah. think. I think it's sneaky good as well. Yeah, so 690 points. I, it's just a drop-down, blow-you-off Alpha Strike. Um, it's not a lot of wounds it's only six wounds for the crossbow guys in each unit because they're in two wounds piece and four up save um and also if you're within 12 inches of of one of the vanguard raptors you're minus one to charge um so yay i guess there's another sort of little <laughs> passive buff um so yeah yeah i think that's sort of sneaky good and not a lot of people will see um extremist chambers crap um, we can't use a lightning initial on. Oh, I'm not going to go through the old stuff. Any any ones? Any other ones you want to cover off? No, I thought lightning echelon was pretty cool last time. Yeah, now they've changed it, so you don't run through the guys. It's yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's who cares? It's pretty shit now. All the old battalions yeah. are really pretty shit. Um, they're all pretty shit. <laughs> That's just all I'm going to say. <laughs> they're using and the reason they're pretty shit is because they're using like paladins which are now also pretty shit, or like the Hammer Strike Force have taken away the teleport ability, Vanguard Wing, we all know what happened there. Um, you got Liberators instead of Sequiters. <coughs> yeah, which yeah, is just you, like, if you're doing that, you're, you don't want to spend. you're making the wrong life choices. You're just doing yourself a disservice. Uh, probably the last one to talk about is Soul Strike Brotherhood, uh, which Ooh, yeah, uh, like Face this. Hammer um, covered pretty extensively, I guess. They made a couple of lists on their podcast you know a couple of months ago when they previewed the book uh so what's the soul strike brotherhood you got two units of vanguard hunters uh you know you never see them two units of cascaders and a cellar ballista so what happens is if 
any unit of Vanguard hunters from this battalion were on the battlefield at the start and watch a reserve sacrosanct unit from the same battalion is set up on the battlefield for the first time, so that being the Celestite Ballista or the Castigators, add one to the attack characteristic of missile weapons used by that sacrosanct unit. So what it's saying is deep strike your cast well not deep strike, sorry. We're not playing forty K. Um set your <laughs> set your castigators and your Celestite Ballista up in the sky and then if you come on and some Vanguard hunters are on the board, um they will get plus one attack. So the castigators go to two attacks and the ballistas goes to two attacks at long range or five attacks at short range. Um so yeah, it's a KO boat with Stormcast it, is what it is. Yeah, it legitimately is. I think I've the issue with this is it gets quite pricey because you want to put at least. I think me and Sean have discussed this a little bit. I think we both agree that you put nine castigators in each unit. Is that right, bro? Is that the magic number? Yeah, well, because then you skip under that ten plus takes extra damage bullshit, and nine's thirty six shots, ain't it? So that's oh, sorry, eighteen shots. So that's yeah, and Nectarine that's gonna do a lot of damage. Yeah, so it's 18 shots, but if you've got the two units and nine, then it's 36 shots. Um, Arcanum for re-rolls and the which is, Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a drop and try and nuke something off the board sort of army. It's, it really is. It's it's a KO boat. To some, it's KO boat light, I guess you'd say. I, I think, um, yeah. It, you know, you can drop your sequiters in front too. It sorts out that sort of problem yeah. KO had. They're like, here's my boat. If I don't shoot you off, I'm fucked. Like, I put my boys down and hide them behind my OP as fuck sequitters, and now I'm in a slightly better position. Yep. Um, probably the issue with this battalion is that there is no battle line in this in this battalion at all. So if you're going to start maxing out the castigators, um, then you're going to run out of points real quick because you still need to fit three units of battle line in there. Uh, the only way to sort of relieve that is if you take a Lord Aquila as your general, um, then your Vanguard Hunters become battle line, obviously. So then you've got two out of the three battle line requirements. So if you're, if you're really looking to max this out, you'd have a Lord Aquila as general, and you'd have um, Unlock Hunters as battle line, and then you'd just stack as many castigators in there as you could. And I reckon you could do some damage. Um, you could do some damage, that's for sure. But yeah, it's it's sort of... I'm sort of moving away from range because it seems to be more and more obsolete these days. Uh, so that's battalions. Uh, so we're going to War Scrolls. We're not going to cover every War Scroll because otherwise we'll be here the whole night and it's already 9.30 at night. On a school night, nonetheless. Um, heroes. Oh, there's so many, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, do, do you want to... We'll start with the Prime, mate. Sell some Prime got better. Yeah. Yeah. Prime yeah. is uh, amazing as an ally, for sure. And I think he works in a Stormcast list too that's built around like AoE bubble damage. Um, you can do it with a Comet, then the Prime, then Sadie and Cantor with his, you know, with his staff doing the plus twos and plus one on the Comet. Um, there's there's a lot of shit that procs those AoE bubbles and you can just take out everyone's five, six wounds to support heroes turn one, no worries. Um, he, he definitely has legs in a list like that or as an ally, Especially in something with like Daughters of Cain. Um, I was definitely looking at him before the Stormcast book dropped. And then the Stormcast book dropped and gave order units plus one bravery and a minus two debuff to enemy units, which just procs your mine razor on stuff like Skellies. You can get it off now, which they already melted to Witch Elves. Now they're just a joke. 
um, it, it's sort of a wombo combo, but yeah, he's he's got legs. He's squishy, but you only need him for that one turn. Blow him up, and then they've got bigger problems, I think. So, yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty tasty. Yeah, I think that's an excellent shout, and specifically Daughters of Game Mine Racer combo list. Um, he, he's always given people minus two bravery when he comes down. Um, however, he now gives all auto units wholly with an 18 plus one bravery. So, yeah, Mind Razor, that's just been awesome. Um, he's also got one more attack than what he previously had for the same points cost. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people have seen some of the wonky Stormcast lists, which have, um, which Sean said at the start when he started talking about him with the Mortal Womb sort of AoE spam, where you have him just sitting there throwing fucking comets at you and you have Everblaze Comet coming down and then you have the Encanter doing sort of what we discussed earlier and you have a Vexilla dropping the Meteor as well. So you can definitely do a whole bunch of Splash Mortal Wounds, but um, it's a very sort of one-sided one way. list, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's all eggs in one basket. Then all it takes is a sort of smart opponent to go, oh, I see what you're going to do there. So I'm just going to like spread my whole army out and not leave two heroes within 20 inches of each other or whatever, you know, you can kill chaff, that's fine, or I'll leave a couple of crap units together, but you're not going to be getting all my heroes at once, which is effectively what you're trying to do. Uh, so Prime, um, big tick from me as well. Oh, yeah. I think he's most effective as an ally in an order army. Um, you just run out of points in Stormcast, and I've only used him a couple of times, and I just can't get over to eight wounds for the 340 points. Not saying he isn't worth it, but the two times I used him, he came down, he destroyed a unit, and you're like, yeah, big swinging dick moment, I just took off a bunch of guys, and then, like, fucking Mary Sue just walks into you with their Ren 1 weapon that has 20 attacks, and you kill him, and you're like, ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> you know, so... Um, Aventus, I don't think we really need a... I, oh, sorry, I are you think, still going I on, Prime? I think we just skip straight to Arcanum from here, don't we? He's, he's, he's yeah, I'm not going to really bother for Ventus. I don't think I'm really going to... Yeah, Astral Soul Blight, Hammers of Sigma. Uh, Vandus is good in a Hammers of Sigma because his command ability is plus one attacks. Uh, Neve is crap. Uh, Gavriel Shawheart we spoke about before at Francis a Charge. Steelheart Champions and Fast Riders actually haven't read anything about them. Lord Arcanum, um, how do you want him? Comes in four <laughs> different ways. Comes on Torolon, which gives him... Effectively, the Toral on is 100 points more than the other ones. He's 340 points, and he gets two spells, uh, which is his big sales point. Moves a little faster, has a couple more wounds, and he gets two spells. Um, haven't used him yet, don't own the model, because he's like $700 in New Zealand. So, um, But it's, he's he'll be coming soon enough. Um, Lord Arcanum on foot. Again, I don't have him because he comes off the other kit. I haven't reused him. I believe he's 180 Yeah, 180. Shit, 180 sort of right, on the yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. I think those two are the um, least likely ways you'll see him come. Yeah, I think um, I, and his, the Griff Charger and the the fucking what's it called the <laughs> Dracoline, yeah, Dracoline. is the way to go. Yeah. You're gonna take him, which you are gonna yeah. take him. Yeah, the the guy on foot has just the absolute worst command ability. It's just so awful. He's too. He's so it's expensive. Just... 180 points for a on foot hero with. Six, six wounds. wounds like yeah no thanks yeah but he's just he's just crap and he it, what will happen is he gets left behind because he only moves five inches 
So the rest of Yami will be burning up the board and he's just going to be left behind. Let's just not waste any more time yeah. on him. Um, I've been using the Griff Charger because I have I have a couple of them. Um, only one built and somewhat painted. The rest are just sort of on sprue um, because I got the Soul Wars box. So yay! Uh, so the Griff Charger one is pretty sweet. I've got no issue with them. The command ability is awesome. It's pretty flexible, although to be fair, I haven't actually ever used it. I think I used it on Evocators a couple of times. So the command ability, you pick evocators and they automatically cast a spell, can't be dis, um, dispelled, or you can use it on castigators, um, and they can rent two and reroll ones, or you can use it on secateurs and they reroll hits and reroll saves, not one or the other. Super flexible. Um, all the arcanums, yeah, yeah, all the arcanums have a pretty sweet inbuilt, um, it's not spell, it's an ability, um, what's it called? Uh, cycle to storm. So once per turn, when a friendly stormcast eternal unit model is slain within 18 inches of this model, instead of removing the slain model, you can heal one wound allocated to it. This model cannot use the ability on itself. So say you've got, um, oh god, I really, I, every time I explain this to an opponent, I actually show them what's going on. But it works on multi wound guys, which is everyone in stormcast. Um, I really should have wrote down an example because I think if I tried to do this off the top of my head, I'm just going to screw it up. So I'm just going to not do it. Um, so every Lord Arcanum has that ability, which is pretty sweet. Uh, and pretty much depending on what the mount is, is um, a different spell for them. Um, the one I'm going to be looking at because um, it's the one on Dracoline. And the reason for this is because I am wanting to start trying some Evocators and Dracolines. I'm pretty mixed about them. We'll come to them later. Uh, so why do I want to try to one on Draculine? Uh It's the command ability. So you use it at the start of your combat phase. Um, so what you do, you use this ability, command ability in the combat phase. If you do so, pick a friendly model with this command ability. So obviously the model with the command ability. Until the end of that phase, add one to the attack characteristics of monstrous claws of friendly evocators with Draculine mounts while they are wholly within 18 of this model. So... <clears throat> unlike the, the mount trait which just said plus one to hit for Draculine units this one actually says the monstrous claws so that's the amounts attack so the amounts are getting plus one attack so the amounts have three attacks base freeze and freeze during one damage one if they charge they do d3 damage however you can set this command ability so you can pop it two or three times and if you have a unit of say uh, six Evocators and Dracolines, um, they all go from three attacks to five attacks each, if not six attacks, depending on how many times you can use it. All of a sudden, unit six Dracolines have nine attacks per guy. Um, and if you've got six of them, then you've got 54 attacks. Um, if they're within nine inches of the Lord Arcanum on Celestial Dracoline, they're all plus one to hit. So they're hidden on twos, all their attacks. And then if they um, have used their spell empowered, they are re-rolling wounds. So 54 attacks, hidden on hidden on twos, re-rolling wounds, uh, wounded on threes with a re-roll. All of it's rend one, and it's all one damage or d3 damage. So um, that's what I'm going to try. Um, Little shout for um, yeah. uh, the, the other version of this one. The name character, Astrius Soulblight um, on Draculine. As an al ally, oh, yeah. I think it's quite a good way to get the Comet in your list if you want to try and run the Comet. Um, and Cantor's too squishy. He's, what's he, five, six wounds. If he gets shot off, you're kind of fucked. Um, 
Five wounds. Yeah, yeah. hundred points soaked into it. Um, it's a three up save with seven wounds. Um, has the incantor blow herself up? Um, can get the the comma off a lot more safely than the other one. Um, and going back to daughters yep. again, has a minus one bravery debuff. So um, another way to stack that up, plus get your comet, um, plus get a little bit of melee damage, I think could maybe be worth a try. I don't know. Haven't tried it. I just noticed that she was even cheaper than the other one. She's only 220 points. So 320 points, that little comet yeah. combo plus a debuff yep. seems okay. Yeah, should run through the whole profile of it. So got the cycles of the storm, so that's uh, you know instead of dying, you heal a wound. Yeah. Uh, Spirit flask, which is a suicide bomb, which we sort of referenced but haven't got into detail previously. So once per battle at the start of combat phase, you can say this model will shatter one, two, or three spirit flasks if you do so. Each unit within three inches this model suffers one mortal wound for each spirit flask was shattered. Units within three with ten or more models suffer D3 model wounds for each flask. So ideally you can charge by units of ten or more, or just bang on ten, and then they're taking 3D3 model wounds. Uh, so you allocate wounds to yourself last, so you hurt yourself. Uh, it also hits your own units as well, so you're not escaping it. Um, it truly is a suicide sort of thing. Uh, supernatural Roar, every Dracoline unit has this, so everyone within three inches um, is minus one bravery, so that's what Sean's talking about. Um, the spell is pretty poo, but yeah, the moves, it's a, as you said, it's a lot more survivable than the Encanter. It's a hundred more points, but it moves 12 inches. It has a couple more wounds and has a higher bravery and has more attacks. So, um, you're not really taking it for its fighting ability. You're taking it for its support ability. Um, yeah. Any other heroes you want to cover off? I'm just sort of uh, skipping through. No, I think the or- they all serve a role. To be fair, I think the ordinator got better with his command ability change. Um, he becomes a little bit more flexible than what he did it? before. Um, just the you don't have to take battle shock tests. The old school um, uh, Lord Salison on Dracoth trait, more or less. Oh, okay. Um, plus yeah. a little buff. It's, yeah. Wholly within eighteen inches of the unit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, and the Azaros. So, Got pretty awesome. Yeah, zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's re-roll hit rolls of one, and that's for all attacks and not just for stormcast units. So makes him a pretty awesome ally with the twelve-inch move. Um, yeah. Especially if your whatever you're playing struggles to find those re-rolls on the hit rolls, something like fire slayers, maybe heaps of wound roll re-rolls, not a lot of hit roll re-rolls. Um, yeah, pretty pretty tasty. It was a good shout. It was a good shout because he moves 12 and you're not going to plan to give him in combat. So you just run him so you can move hopefully up to 18. And then everyone, if you're attacking a unit within 10 inches of him, you reroll ones for hits uh, for range and combat. So it's a pretty big bubble when you can shove him up the board. Um, Lord Castellan still gives plus one to save. Uh, Lord Celestin on foot probably got worse. Um, because of the way his command ability works. Lord Relict is still good. He just went up 20 points. Knight Herald had changed a bit. Um, he has to pick a terrain piece that's wholly within 18 instead of just within 15. Um, and it only hits... The terrain only explodes for a flat 3 inches. Uh, so no more D6. However, it only hits enemy units and not yours. Uh, the Encanto we've sort of covered off somewhat, but really she's just... Uh, she's the entry-level wizard for Stormcast. 
she would beat a hundred point wizard if she wasn't stormcast, but she's 140 points because she has a free plus save and she's actually decent in combat. Um, what else is there? Night in quests or no one ever sees them. Night Vexilla got better. Um, got a point. The reduction. sails in the storm made him really yeah. picked him up. Yep. Um, just picking up and dropping people. Night Venice is still good, but I think for 120 points, not really worth it anymore considering the Night Venator's gimme was I'm going to snipe off your Necromancer or, or whatever, you know, snipe off your squishy Heroson at the back of the board. Um, Griffhound's got crap um, simply because they now come in you units have to take two six, I think it is. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Like, so, I don't. So I don't, I don't but, know what the fuck the idea behind that was. Um, I mean, if you, you had because you had forty points and you didn't know what the fuck to do, you put a Griff Town in. Even at forty points, they were too expensive. Um, yeah. Although, in saying that, Lord Castellan does get a free Griff Hound, and a Lord um, Veritant, if that's how you pronounce his name, gets a free Griff Hound. So when you set them up, you set up a Griff Hound. You'll never yeah, take Griff Hound in your unit, and if you do, you're a spastic. I don't know. Yeah, and you, you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Uh, no, it didn't go off on points either. <laughs> no, no, it's just great. Yeah. Uh, Night Zephyros is the naive alternative. Um, you're just not going to take him because you have 40 other heroes to choose from and they all fill better roles than what she does. Uh, Drake Sworn Templar is 100 points less than uh, St- Lord Castellan on, on Star Drake. I think it has a role specifically with the Storm Lance and if you're trying to kill uh, monsters. Um, it's a good support piece, but it's just quite expensive in an army that's already elite and expensive. Um, Formidators and Tempest has got the Desolators and Concussors treatment, and their missile weapon is now 12 inches. And it's one attack hits on force, does death mortal wounds. That's from the dragon, that's very sweet. Tempest has got worse. Um, they're pretty shit now, I won't be taking them again. Um, I think the only one you can take is Formidators, the other two are pretty shit now, too. Um, Concussors oh. only going off on unmodified sixes kind of kills yeah. it. Yeah, you can't I do. It with a Drake Swarm or anything, it's kind of like whatever. I do like concussors because they came down in points. I think they're oh shit, this is really pushing my Stormcast knowledge. I think they went from 280 bro. to 260. Yeah, yeah. So they got 20 points cheaper. Formanators are still 240 though, and Desolators I think are like 200 now. Uh, who cares? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's not like you saw Desolators beforehand. No. Um, still great shock cavalry. Um, tanky as fuck with forever rolling one saves. Uh, 10 inches, so they're a little bit slower than the other cav options. Um, yeah, prosecutors won't see them. Paladins are dead. Like, seriously, protectors, decimators, retributors. Um, Evocators fucked up that point line. Protectors are still the best out of them, but they're four inch moves. So, so situational. Four inch moves, just fuck off. Like, it's just so slow. <laughs> and bravery seven when Evocators bravery eight, you know, it's pretty crap. Um, Liberators, are, as we said earlier, they're garbage. Um, they're a hundred points. I, I, yeah, I don't think like. Looking at them at the moment, they're garbage. I think they're fine. I think sequiters just overshine everybody because, frankly, they're criminally undercosted. Um, yes. So they just make all the other battle line options look like a pile of shit. Like you just take sequiters. 
and maybe maybe one unit of judicators but yeah i think i'd rather just take the vanguards with hurricane crossbows instead it's 20 yep. points cheaper yeah like, so yeah I, I don't see any reason so my experience with liberators prior to the new um the new book you know stormcast battle time four or whatever the hell we're up to now um and the new edition uh i used to run liberators sort of as the min battle line or i just had judicators and I always found the Liberators were just underperformed. They'd never do anything. The, my whole, the whole Stormcast army hits on freeze, except Liberators, because you're running with hammers. The damage output wasn't that very, wasn't that good. The only time Liberators were actually doing shit was when you ran them in like the the old Jack Armstrong Vanguard wing list, when you were just specifically making a list for the Liberators to become a Death Star. That was great, but you put the whole two thousand point list into making them do something. Um, so they, I mean. They're point okay. battle line. They're, they're, they're all good. They're all Cheapest good. battle line you have in the book, but yeah. Uh, Judicators, I think at 160, are slightly overcosted now, only slightly, and I'm sure a lot of people are sitting there hissing at me as they're listening to me say this, <laughs> <laughs> because it's still good. Like The only reason I say that is because I always use Judicators to shoot heroes, and most heroes are going to get lookout servers now, so... Yeah. Instead of heading on threes, like the supreme awesome people we are, we'll be heading on fours, um, which is just like fucking like everyone else. Um, Vanguard Raptors, we sort of covered this already. Long strikes are still a right one eighty. I think they're not worth it. Um, they still hurricanes are cool. Yeah, they I still do two mortal wounds on the on heroes and unmodified sixes. But yeah, I totally agree with what Sean just said. I think hurricanes at one forty. <laughs> excuse me, uh, the way to go. Um, drop them down from the sky, shoot people. Vanguard Pelladors. I've always rated Pelladors. I went on Mr. Short's podcast about a year ago now and spoke about my love for Pelladors. I still like them. They're still the quickest unit in the Stormcast army with the right the Winds of Ferret move. Uh, they're just <laughs> not as good as other stuff in all honesty they've got a points reduction down to 200 from 220 but um they need a bit too much work to make them really viable to pick it they're probably one of the only stormcast units that can like fly in a sense get through a line of boys like you've got the star drake what else have you got that can move through guys nothing yeah tall on and that's it and prime yeah. and prosecutors um but um, no one's taking prosecutors so yeah, no prosecutors are, yeah are and you, you most commonly see a prime not in a stormcast list as well so no, i do like my pelladors because they were amazing objective grabbers and they were good in combat when they got to fight first however on the flip side when the opponent gets to go first they were pretty shit and i used to rely on damn terrain as well because the reason why i used to find them so good is because the mounts used to do so the mounts have three attacks in combat they hit on freeze they wound on freeze their ran two, which is just awesome, and their damage one. However, if they hit on sixes, it used to be six plus, they do a mortal wound. So you take damn terrain, their five wound model, they wouldn't die from the damn terrain, so awesome. They hit on twos, they're doing mortal wounds on fives. Have a elector, give them blessed weapons. So hand on twos, doing mortals and fives, generating extra attacks and fives. So awesome, they do quite a lot of work. And then, worst comes to worst, you don't do mortal wounds. And you do a bunch of wound rolls and you rent two. And rent two, as we all know, is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, still super quick. You just need to put a Castellan on them to make them a free plus save because they're a bit paper. Bravery 7's a bit poo with all the sacrosanct stuff being 7 or higher. Yeah. Um, 
Vanguard Hunters. Yeah. Uh, unless you're going to take an Aquila and make him bad line. I think they're nice and fast, but they're paper. I think they're reasonable, but just sequiters again. Just Yeah, like... again, they're just the same <laughs> points. The sequiters have just... I was talking to, to Tyler from Scrubbery and Wells about this, and he was just like, sequiters have just like completely fucked up the baseline for bad line in the game. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they have. Effectively, yeah. sequiters are way under-costed, and they need to be a battle line unit of like 140, 160 points, or every battle line unit in the game needs to come down 20, 30 points. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, a for Wings, your view sees probably quite a bit. You Yeah, I, th- I think um, in an army where you don't really have any throwaway units, um, 50 points, they're actually pretty, pretty cool. Um, I have had pretty good success with them it sounds pretty silly they're like a 50 point glass shitty unit um but if you know you're playing relocation or you've got more drops they give you turn one um you go fuck what am i going to do i don't want to put anything too good up on that objective you just throw three a wings you know you lose 50 points who cares um go stand on grave sites 50 point unit doesn't matter nobody's ever going to shoot them or really look at them or they're going to put the least amount of tax as possible into them that's what i found from my experience um and yeah i've it sounds silly but i've had heaps of success with this little shitty unit yeah i mean they move 12 um they and can fly. yeah yeah and they can um at the start of a charge phase they can move as well they can't move into combat though it's not like they can counter charge they can just move to get in the way to make charges longer or to screen off a unit however they need to do it with vanguard raptors um and they can retreat and charge as well in the same turn which is pretty handy so you can sort of plug them into units you've got no armor save though so they're going to go down to a stiff breeze uh Celestar ballista this has probably been covered by everyone everywhere ever who's ever done any sort of voicing of opinion about Stormcast or Age of Sigma, so there's no real point going into this. Uh, yeah. At 100 points, I think it's cool. I think it's super swingy, though. I ran four of them at a tournament once, and I had no success with them. And then I've ran them as a one with the Hellstorm, and I've had far more success. So that's all I'll say about that. Go out, try them, you know, figure it out for yourselves. Um... I will not, I'll say four of them shooting against Nagash is not going to kill Nagash, so um, mathematically, <laughs> every turn, um, unless you, that's just four of them by themselves, unless you can double turn, because Nagash just heals, and it's just like, ah, oh, fuck you, I'm going to heal now. Um, Castigators, I think they're alright, I think they're best used in battalions. If I had 80 points left over in a Stormcast army, I probably wouldn't be taking Castigators. I'd probably just ally in a unit of Skanks for 60 points and get some more bodies on the board. Um, I think they're okay. I just... If they were Battleline, that would have been broken as all fuck. But they're not, so... <laughs> yeah. You got anything to add on Castigators? Best no, use I think, Yeah, I think um, if you write a list around them, they're fantastic. If you don't, uh, you can make better choices with your points. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, bro. Uh, Secretors, so what we've been talking about this whole time, you want to you wanna talk about this, Sean? Oh, so silly. I'm going to leave it to you. Um, they they are hands down best unit in the book without thinking about anything else. Evocators are cool, but Secretors just shit on everything. Worse than Eels, in my opinion. They're 
fucking ridiculously undercosted yep. for a battle line unit. Yeah, so Secretos um, are only battle line if you have a Lord Arcanum, but you're going to because they're awesome. Um, if you even go silent for a sec, I'm on the verge of coughing, so that's why. So we'll just go over their base stats. We'll we'll deep dive in this one. We'll give them their moment in the sun. So they move five inches. So it's average. Two wounds, bravery seven. It's pretty good for Stormcast bravery seven. Uh, save four plus. Uh, so they got um, Storm Smite Maul, which is their base weapon. Uh, one inch range, two attacks, threes and threes. No rend damage one. Uh, Tempest Blade, uh, one inch range, one inch range. Three attacks, freeze to hit, force to wound, no rend damage one. And then Storm Smite Great Mace. Uh, so this is where the money's at. This is like the Liberator Grand Hammer, but better because you get way more of these. Uh, two attacks, they are freeze to hit, they are freeze to wound, they are rend one, and they are damage two. Um, and how two many of these do you get to a unit of five? Sure. Yeah, so two, two in every five can have them, and then the Prime can also have one always, so you can have... Why? <laughs> Why do you get three of the fucking things for yeah, fucking 120 then, points? Yep, and then you can also have, so, and then if you have ten, then you can have five, and so on and so forth. Uh, so Secret of Prime, he gets plus one attack, so on the he'll have the Great Mace, so he'll have three attacks. Um he can also carry a redemption catch. Um, it's a little thing where he sort of says boo to demons and night haunts and throws insults at them and gives them low self-esteem and then gives them a mortal wound. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I don't. I, I only own secrets out of the starter box, so I don't have this. Uh, so at the study shooting phase, you can pick a chaos or death unit within six of secret or prime with this. Roll a dice on a four plus and stuff or a mortal wound. Yay. Um, and then you've got Great Mace Blast. So if an unmodified hit roll, so this is specifically to the Great Big Hammers, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a Storm Smite Great Mace that targets a Demon or Night Haunt unit, so pretty easy with how popular Chaos is and how popular Night Haunt is, uh, is a 6. So unmodified hit roll is 6. That, inflict, that attack inflicts D3 hits on the target instead of 1. Make wound rolls and save rolls for each hit. So it's pretty sweet. If you've got, you know, a unit of five of them, um, you've got three maces in there, one Supreme. So you've got seven attacks. If you've got them in Cleansing Phalanx, ideally you're rerolling hits and wounds. So you can pop out quite a lot of hits and you're all damaged too. Um, and then you've got the Secretors Aferic Channeling. So we've sort of spoke about this before. At the start of combat phase, you must say if this, and again, at the start of the phase, so make sure you're doing it at the start of the phase and don't be one of those cunts that are like, oh, I forgot to do this. Can I go back and do this? And you're like, ah, oh, sure. Um, so you must say this unit will channel its weapons or its shields. If you choose its weapons, you can reroll failed hit rolls for attacks made by this unit in the combat phase. If you choose shields, you can reroll failed save rolls for attacks made in the combat phase, instead of just rerolling one. Anything that has a shield and Stormcast gets reroll save rolls one. Um, so again, that channels of cleansing failing, so evocators cast reroll um, wounds on them, and then the battalion gives them reroll hits and wounds, and then with the aferic channeling you can reroll saves. So effectively, the unit is bullshit, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> when you take five minutes to read through just their abilities... Yeah, no, it's pretty, um, it's going to be pretty good. 
I mean, traditionally I use Liberators just to hold objectives and sort of be battle line, and I would min-max them, so, you know, um, not sorry, not min-max, I'd run the minimum amount of units that I could. So, you know, three units of five for 300 points to get the free battle line done. However, for Secretors, I'm quite often looking to build units of 10, if not more, um, because they're just a hammer and an anvil in one. They're just so good. Yeah. Even if they're not in that battalion, you know, start a combat phase. If you know you're attacking first, you can say, I've got two units of 10. This unit over here I'm going to attack with first at every rolling hits. The other unit will obviously be attacked before they get to attack because I've only got two units in combats. So they're going to re-roll saves. So it's pretty sweet. Um, and you're hitting on freeze and you win on freeze. Unlike Liberators, you were hitting on fours if you had the hammers. So again, chuck them in Nash for Templars. If you're hitting a monster, you're hitting on twos. Yeah, they're just they're yeah. sexitors. That's what you should. What they should be called, sexitors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they need a points increase. Really, if you were like to pick how many points you'd save for five, what what would your what would your be your go to be? Um, got a bit of a bias in this. Um, I, there wouldn't be one twenty. Um. I'd almost want to say they could go to 160. Yeah, I think that's what I'd say too. 160 probably. For a battle line, that would be a very hard sell. What would be the more elegant solution, I think, would be make them 140 and make the Cleansing Felix Battalion, instead of 120 points, make it like 200 points. So that way you're sort of passively taxing the Secretors through the battalion cost. Because Sectors on their own are all good, but if you chuck them in that battalion, they're fucking amazing. Because then they're rerolling hits, wounds, and saves. What if, what if you increase the price of the Lord Arcanum? You know, if you bumped uh, him up 20 and you bumped the Sequitors up to yeah. 140 for 5. I mean, I think 140 is probably possibly where they'll land, or 130. Um, or or they'll yeah. do the other thing, which I don't think they will do, which is they'll change the rules on them. Because it's not the points that's really wrong, it's the rules. It's like Sky Fires. The rules are fucking broken. It's, Stop changing yeah. the points, change the rules. Um, You could put the Lord Arcanum up, but at 140, uh, sorry, at 240, I think you're already paying a bit of a premium for him just to unlock Secretors' battle line. Um, yeah, I don't really know how GW solved this one, at all. honestly. I don't think it's a big issue yet. Because I think people are still getting their Stormcast armies to the table. Um, I think anyone that's played them will probably say that's fucking bullshit for a battle line, unless you've gone ahead and smashed them. I mean, they are a bit paper. They are paper, somewhat. If you have Ren two, you know sixes re-rolling, you know one, two, and three for a save. It's not that great. So no, but for 120 yeah, points, yeah, it's... that's the thing. That's, that's that's where the the, the yep. issue is. Yep. And there's and they can hit you and they've got great maces. Um however, um if you're playing against them and you're down to like two guys left and they only have great maces and your opponent say your opponent's playing Stormcast, you're playing against Stormcast. And you've got a unit of five sectors and you kill three of them and you've got two guys left and you've got two guys that have great maces only. They can no longer re-roll ones for saves, uh, nor can they re-roll all save rolls through their inbuilt ability, because you can only do that while the models have shields. So if you've killed all the models that have shields, and your opponent's saying, I've got re-rolls, you say, you're a fucking cheating bastard, stop that. 
<laughs> you can no longer do that. <laughs> so that's just a sort of tip for everyone out there playing against second tours who might be getting a bit frustrated. Um, my voice is really going, but the last units are evocators, so do you just want to quickly have a yarn about that, Sean? Uh, yeah, man, I'll, um, I'll give it a punt. So um, evocators, just on, well, start with them on foot. They're, they're the ones I'm most familiar with. Um, so they're the new paladins. If you're thinking about tanking paladins, this is what you do. Um, they are an inch faster than paladins in movement, uh, bravery better as well. So you, the main thing about the bravery is you're dodging things like mine razor, um, which is so prominent in the meta at the yep. moment. Um, your two weapon options. I personally like the grand stave. I don't know about you, Sean. I know 40 mil bases with two inch reach and multiple damage seems a lot tastier than one rend and an I, extra I really do um, rate the grand save and the reason yeah. why I rate it is so the grand save is three attacks, freeze and freeze, no rend, two damage versus sort of normal weapon profile, which is one inch reach, four attacks and one more attack, freeze and freeze, rend one and one damage. So you're swapping range for number of attacks and rend and damage. Um, and the reason I like the grand save is because as you play more and more armies like Nighthaunt who just ignore rend, then the rend one obviously doesn't matter, but the damage two does. If you're playing against eels that ignore rend, obviously the rend one doesn't matter, but the damage two does. So it might be harder to slip through those wounds, but every time you do, you're doing more damage with those wounds. So I think the slaves do actually have a good a good place in there for the models, uh, for the evocators. And that's why I think so. And also the yeah. two inch is awesome because Tom Cash just gets stuck behind each other. It's fucking annoying. This is it piling then? Oh yeah, man. Really appreciating two inch reach on the on the snakes. It's fucking yeah. awesome. You never really get stuck. That's good, bro. That's good. Um, um, good. One of the probably one of the better things about them is they count as a wizard. Yep. Which in two of the missions is fucking huge. Yep. You got it. So why you have two or more models? It's a it's a wizard. Um, so it's a what a 12 uh yeah 15 wound yep, wizard effectively for the yep. most part and then yeah. it becomes a yeah as low as seven wound wizard and then as soon as that last wound goes and they're gone um so they're good in combat they four plus save like all stormcasts they reroll once against missile attacks uh, they got Celestial Lightning Arc, which is fucking bullshit. So at the end of a combat phase, or not, sorry, not at the end of the combat phase, after this unit has attacked, pick an enemy unit within three inches, roll two dice for every evocator on a four plus that unit takes a, um, a mortal wound. So if you've got ten guys, roll 20 dice, every four plus is a mortal wound. Five guys, roll ten dice, you know, four plus mortal wound. Sorry, my voice is really going now. <laughs> Um, and this spell, this spell's pretty handy too. Um, finding rerolls on the hit roll is pretty easy in the Stormcast book. Um, so getting access to reroll all failed wound rolls is, um, is pretty tasty. It, it, it just, it rounds the unit out so well. It can sort of do a bit of everything. Yep. Um, it's resilient. It's faster than, you know, your average paladin. Yep. Um, it scores better in most scenarios, hits hard hits with no rend with multiple damage so it scales better off attack buffs um and it has access to mortal wounds yep. so uh, it's it's a super good unit and probably the second best in the book um after sequiters obviously yeah and they're 
200 points of five, which um, some people would say is aggressively pointed, which is code word for bullshit, um, <coughs> in all honesty. So they're really good. They're really good. Uh, they also have four attacks each, and Prime gets five attacks uh, if you're taking the regular weapons, which is something that Stormcast has lacked, just like a great number of attacks. They've always been elite attacks on freeze and freeze and so on, but you know, five if you're taking the swords and so on. Is uh, 21 attacks and on freeze with winning on freeze with a reroll if you get the spell off. Um, so it's just a good weight of dice. Um, then you can get the evocators on the Dracolines, which are the roided up version. Um, they still have four attacks and then three attacks with the stave. And then they get the monstrous claws, which is out of mount attacks, it's freeze and freeze, in one damage, one d3 damage if they charge. Uh, they've got an inbuilt reroll charge. Their magic spell is exactly the same. They come in a unit of three for 300 points instead of five or 200. Uh, they move 12, they have four wounds, they have a four up save, and they have uh, bravery eight. So obviously they move twice as quick and they have two more wounds than what they previously did on foot. Uh, the prime can add one to attacks. Uh, as long as you have two or more, the unit counts as a wizard, which is obviously a little harder to do when you have um, only three models. However, if you look at it, you can take nine wounds before you're done. So take nine wounds, you've got one guy dead, you've got one guy with one wound left. Um, that's still a wizard, whereas if on foot, if you take... Um, oh no, you have to take 12 wounds. What am I talking about? Ignore that, fucking idiot. <laughs> Mass on the go is never good. Uh, they've still got the Celestial Lightning Arc, so when they, um, after they attack... Roll two dice for every model in the Evocator unit and pick a unit within French. Uh, take two, take a model wound on a four plus. Oh, that's great when you can sort of pile in and you're attacking like a chaff wall. And then you can pile in one model who is in range of like the hero that's behind the chaff wall at the end. This is traditionally what I do with him and I fucking love it as the opponent realizes what's going on. I did it to Maddie the other day. He had, um, Acolytes in front of his lot of change, and I was like, "Yep, now I'm gonna roll my mortal wounds." And he was like, "You <laughs> motherfucker, I knew it was coming." Um, and I did like eleven wounds in a lot of change. I didn't kill him in one turn, but I almost did because he managed to kill a guy or two. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and as I said earlier, the evocators on Dracolines, I haven't ran him yet. Um, I'm gonna try. Are the models even out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the models are out. I just haven't brought any yet because I brought a shitload of Soul War stuff and been to a couple, traveled for a couple of tournaments. And my partner was like, "Hey, you've just dropped like two thousand dollars on Warhammer. You need to chill out." And I was like, "Fuck you! I do what I want." <laughs> <laughs> then I remember that I like being in a relationship and joint accounts means you can't hide this shit. So yeah. <laughs> so no, I'll be I'll be buying some stuff shortly because I've given some time for the hobby funds to recharge. Um, so again, what I was saying earlier is I'd ideally probably run them in a unit of six. That's six hundred points. It's a big fucking points investment, and then you run them with the hero that's on the Drake line. That's eight hundred and forty points in total with the hero, but then they're like fifty. Um. Sorry, I'll stop playing with the bottle caps. <laughs> I don't know, I was just fucking like, distracted. Yeah. Um, I'm not drinking tonight because I'm feeling under the weather, but I do have some bottle caps on my desk. Um, they are parrot dog. Yeah, you're not, you're not falling anywhere. They are right? parrot dog bottle caps, um, which is a local brewer here. 
So yeah, sorry, six of them. Um, and then if you run with the hero, it's a lot of points investment. However, the unit can get like fifty-four attacks um, with the actual Templars. Oh, excuse me. Um, sorry, I'm feeling pretty awful at the moment, guys. Um, with the actual Templars, if they're attacking a hero that is, um, yeah, they become. No, sorry, not attacking a hero. They don't have to attack a hero. Sorry, I'm getting all my synergies and buffs confused. If you take the hero on Draculine, then the command ability is plus one attack for the mount. You can double stack that so the mount has five attacks. So if you're taking the Tempest Blades and the Storm Staffs, the rider has four attacks, and then the mount has five attacks, so they're nine attacks piece, so that's 54 attacks. And then you run uh, Pride Leader on the hero, they hand on twos, and they're wounded on threes. And if they get their spell off, then they're re-rolling. So again, it's a big Death Star, it's a big points investment. It's Your opponent can just go fuck that noise and run away from them. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it'll be interesting, but I'm going to give it a go. Um, just getting conscious of time and wanting to wrap this up, because it's going longer than what I was hoped for. Uh, Endless Spells... Everyone plays Comet is, is yeah, where it's at, and that's about it. Everyone knows what everyone plays Comet does now. Uh, you wanted to talk about... It's borderline worth allying in the Comet. Uh, not sure if it works or not, but it's definitely an option. Yeah, you wanted to talk about allies, bro. Uh, yeah, I sort of picked it up as we went through. Um, yeah, uh, the the Prime is definitely an awesome ally and stuff like Daughters of Cain, uh, the Dreadwood... Um, shit like that um i think when it comes down to armies order armies that need a wizard um the encant as much as i fucking hate to say it after reading those warhammer community articles um encantor is actually a pretty good shout um and evocators uh never a miss probably take them over there in Cantor most of the time um just because yeah they're so much more flexible they can self-buff um, and they count for all those points. Um, Azaros, as I went through before as well, pretty tasty in most of the allied endless that struggle with to hit buffs. Um, yeah, Vinny's, Vinny's pretty... Uh, I, I don't know, I'm so on the fence about him. Against Deathless, he's fucking awesome. Um, Arcane players can't really hide from him, which is what's getting played around here in New Zealand a lot. Um, I don't know too much about overseas, but... The sacrament list here is blowing up. Um, Legions of Nagash, killing the general is so important. That, um, having that, having that possible nine damage on Arcane is fucking <laughs> is pretty scary for them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even think allying in a few units of sequiters would go amiss. Um, they're just so ridiculous for their points. If you're struggling for something to put in front of your squishy boys. Um, sequiters are definitely the go. They can just self-buff themselves. Just put on the re-roll to save rolls and um, go to town. Um, did you want to go over these Twitter questions? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to have a yarn about allies, but um, I actually went out to the, the Twitter the Twitter sphere, whatever the fuck they call it, um, and asked all you lovely, beautiful people if you had questions. And I got a couple of... Um, We've got a couple of questions, and we'll go from now, and a couple of them about allies, so I'll give my thoughts on allies and those questions. Um, so the first question we had yeah, from, is from Matty Watkins, so it's a two-part question. 
Uh, do Stormcast still need to use the toilet like normal people? And if so, how difficult is it to get into slash out of the armoured pants? Thanks in advance. Uh, Matty Watkins, doesn't matter, they shit excellence because they are the fucking poster boys. Deal with it, you destruction basket case of where's my grots. <laughs> they, <laughs> they shit in their pants, bro, just like Sean on a night out, mate. No, no, it's not a night out. It's a morning off, man. It's like when you fight yourself awake and you're like, oh my God, what just happened? Um, anyway, Matt's next part, um, his serious question. Uh, do you feel the new Sacrosanct hotness makes much of the older Stormcast Eternal range completely irrelevant? Uh, I think we've sort of, yeah, yes. I mean, yes is the answer. Short answer. Yeah, we've covered yes. this off. Liberator's crap. I need to get rid of these bottle caps. Um, Liberators <laughs> are crap. Paladins <laughs> are just so just not as good. Some of the old heroes still have a plug and play use and effect, but I think um as the Stormcast book is inevitably gonna go the way of the Space Marine book in forty K where Space Marines have like hundred and twenty odd units. Or whatever they have. They have far more units than everyone else, and as Stormcasts are inevitably going that way. Going excuse me, my god, going that way. Um, you'll need to see radical points adjustments or rules adjustments to bring the older stuff back as the new stuff just gets better and better. Um, or the new stuff will just need to be toned down, which I don't think they're going to do because it's just, yeah. Um, and Mike James, um, his second Maddie's question is his second is how will people be using liberators and even paladins now? Um, I don't think anyone was using, yeah, I don't think anyone was using paladins beforehand. (laughs) I mean, outside of Skyborn Slayers, when was the last time you saw paladins? Warrior Brotherhood, three inch Vixler bomb, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, if you might see liberators in a list where. They go away from the storm hosts and go back to Staunch Defender. Something like a Star Drake list with Staunch Defender. Why? Or, you just eight seconds. Please. You know, something like that. <laughs> like... Well, then, yeah, no, then you've got to take the Arcanum and then he's got your Storm. Yeah, for like, a better line. Chuck yeah. Star Drake. yeah, I see what you mean. But I think nine times out of ten, um, your general is going to be an Arcanum of some description, which means you just take sequitors because why the fuck not? And then you're going to have a flavor of Evocators in there somewhere. Um, so liberators, maybe paladins. No, you're not going to no, see them. Definitely not paladins. Um, too slow, too crap. Yeah, just not as good. They're just way off the axis. Yeah. Uh, liberators. I have used liberators. <clears throat> I think two or three times since the book's been out, and that's simply because I uh, was twenty points over, so I dropped a, a unit of five secretors to make <laughs> a unit of five liberators, and they were crap. Um, yep. Next question is from friend of the podcast, uh, Lee. Uh, which order unit works best as an ally? So you sort of covered this off. Well, I guess you covered off what Stormcast unit is best as an ally. Do you have any idea of what you would ally to a Stormcast army? Just just the t- two hot picks would be um, the Prime or the Azyros, to be honest. Um, maybe followed by an Encanter or unit of Evocators. Yeah. Um, just the, uh, the the last two purely for armies that struggle with wizards. Um, I don't think you really need them unless you're dying for the Dispel Scroll. Yeah. You might take the Encanter, but then he's 140 points for a, 
We're going to take a spell weaver. Once the game stop, yeah, take the spell weaver. But then if you can't, yeah, L-I-N. If you can't do it, yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. I think if you've got an order army and you're allying in Stormcast, the Prime, the Azeros, um, the Encanter seems to be the popular one with the Everblaze. Uh, however, if you're a Stormcast army allying in order units, um, there's two that stand out to me. And the first unit is uh, tried and true skinks, as always, um, because there's 60 points for 10 bodies. And that's bodies don't matter as much now in AOS 2, thank God. Um, but they're still a very quick, very cheap uh, unit of bodies. Uh, the second unit I would consider allying in is actually just a cheap spellcaster, and the reason for that is I currently don't have a wizard that casts two spells. For the most part, I've been taking spellcasters um, in a list. Uh, one or two, and if the encounter's dying pretty quickly by using mindlock and so on, like I've said, um, it just means my other spellcaster is just sitting there trying to cast Everblades Comet the whole time, when ideally... Um, uh, Mystic Shield would be pretty beneficial to like a unit of evocators just to make them a bit more survivable for that reroll ones. Um, so just any I cheap spellcaster, um, an 80 point spellcaster if it exists, if not like a 100 point battle mage or a 100 point spell weaver with the dispel scroll. So bodies or cheap spellcaster is my comment coming into some cast. Yeah, uh, my two would be heart renders. Um, seen them a bit popping up lately they're stupidly good at uh deep striking and stealing objectives with the move after the the teleport um something that stormcast can already do but they're limited on that movement that the heart renders can do um and then secondly probably frost art phoenix if you're going to be that yeah cheesy i guess yeah. they're, they're so underpointed the minus one to wound helps with your elite infantry um yeah, they're, they're, yeah, 280 points is still ridiculous for them. Why not? And it's a pretty resilient, fighty hero, which is what Stormcast, sort of at what I said at the start, which is what Stormcast lack. They don't really have a massively fighty, I'm going to come at you and punch you in the face sort of hero, combat hero. Um, outside of the Prime, but the Prime's got eight wounds. The Frostheart Phoenix has 10, 11, 12? And gets 12? a ward save. 12? And he's Yeah, and gets a save increase. Yeah. So, and is very undercosted. Um, so, so yeah, that's. A, I think that's a good shot, bro. <laughs> I think it's a good shot. I can't believe we didn't come up with that. Um, and then, uh, mate, Jono, what kind of lists would do best in the Southern Hemisphere environment? And how would you beat them? Uh, so, when I play Warhammer in the streets of Johannesburg, it's that's part of the Southern Hemisphere. Um, I like to take... I don't know if I can clue what they play in South Africa. <laughs> For our local meta, um, I could say sort of almost as we've talked about already, Cleansing Phalanx I think is, is a great way to start. Gets two bell line in, gets two elite slots in. Um, I would look to have two to three units of Secators at either 10 or possibly more. I'd look to have... Um, a couple of supporting heroes in the way of a cast, well, you know, a mix of Castellan and then a Heralder, depending on what Stormhost you're running. If you're running Hallowed Knights, don't worry about a Heralder. You've got it with the command ability. Um, you obviously want it Lord Arcanum as a general to unlock the Sextus as battle line. You um, 
obviously want a unit of evocators probably at a unit of 10 in the cleansing phalanx and then one as a unit five or if not then you can build a bigger unit of um cats evocators and draculine um or you can go the complete opposite way and go for the uh fuck what's it called brotherhood soul what's that one where it drops down and pew pews you uh, yep. Soul Strike? Yep, or you can Soul Strike. Um, We're going to go with it. Battalion where you go more range. Um, so there's a lot of combat in our local meta, Jono, is what I'd say. However, you also need the ability, which the Stormcast armies I've been playing with recently don't have, the ability to get across the board. And um, as people like to, to tell me that I say, reach out and touch other units. You like to have something that has a big threat range, which would be the ballisters, so you can easily fit in um, one or two ballisters to try shoot big monsters at the back of the board or drop them down. Um, so luckily Stormcasts have is a real toolbox army, it's a real all-comers army, but in our, in our local meta anyway, there's a lot of melee armies, so you want resilient melee units that can hold in combat for more than a turn, being secateurs. You want melee units that can fight really well and hit back with a punch, which would be evocators. You want you you want those units. You want to exasperate those units' strength through hero synergy. So you know Castellans um, for pluses to buff spellcasters for all the synergistic spells that they get. Um, yeah, that's sort of where I'd go. I'd go for a more melee fight you come punch in the face um, army. I'd want a couple of fast units. You know, fast moving units or a couple of relics of translocation so I can move around the board though because that's the only other thing is once they get on the board they're pretty slow but yeah um, you got anything to add to that? Uh, yeah I think um, when he's asking what sort of list would do best and how to beat them um, the list that you have to look at beating is death um, number one you need to be able to kill the general as soon as possible before you start chipping too hard into skeletons or whatever the fuck they got standing in front. Um, the way they res them is pretty ridiculous. You can't really just punch through it unless you're running something like Daughters, maybe. Um, other things would be Ideneth. Um, good counter to Ideneth would be going back to death again. Um, with so many skeletons and bodies in front, they can't fly an Alpha Strike over top. Um, they might do a lot of burst damage one turn, but they don't have a lot of stuff that can hurt the general hiding behind um so that stops the INF armies i think pretty well um anything that can punch out some negatives to hit in particular um really hurts nurgle um blades is super potent um but just with just one minus one to hit buff turns everything off um so if you get that in an aura or just a focused ability preferably something that goes off um without a dice roll um something already pre-set up like gemnids or yeah I'm, I'm sort of running out of ideas for that artifacts griff feather charm stuff like that that turns them off um what else are we saying stormcast mortal wounds like normal takes stormcast right off no worries um i think zench is still sitting up there um we saw maddie watkinson play them and play them really well um I think having more quick bodies on the board really shuts them down. Um, whereas before getting in their face, yeah. you sort of got stuck with horrors. Now, if you get in their face, um, you can zone the rest of the board out so they can't summon back and they sort of get pushed back like a, a gun line orientated army should do. 
um, which sort of makes them take units like Enlightened that can fly, that can go off and take objectives. Um, uh, armies like Daughters, although I think I'm the only one playing it at the moment, um, they struggle against something that can take off their key pieces shortly. Where you get to, um, yeah. Turn one, uh, for example, when Mark dropped down and played against me and took off my um, Blood Shrine, turn one, it took off my command trait buffs, it took off my mine raiser, it took off um, my general. So that really shut my army down and made me rely on my smaller heroes. Um, and then what have we got? We have, what else has been performing pretty well in the meta? Nurgle. Uh, I, 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 yeah, Nurgle and Death. Um, Nurgle, I think, is going to steeple down a little bit. Now with Death being as strong as it is, Nurgle into death, Nurgle loses pretty much every time. They just play the attrition game better than um, Nurgle does. They don't care about Nurgle's mortal wounds spitting it across the board as much. They got a lot of healing, a lot of mortal wound defense. Um, Nighthorn, Nighthorn, I think, are up there, but there's such a swingy list that I think you're more likely to go 4-1 and one in a tournament than win it. Um, the 9-inch what is it, 9-inch or 10-inch charge is, when it goes off, awesome. Yeah, but if it doesn't happen, you're fighting uphill a little bit. You can't pull your units out of the grave like Death can. Um, I think the list to beat is Death. Yeah, it's a, the Legion of the Sacrament list, isn't it? Can you kill Arcan A turn 1? Do you have the tools to do it? That's pretty much what you need to sort of build yeah. towards. So... So yeah, I mean, those are our thoughts and opinions. I also can't overstate yeah. how fucking good the Science of the Storm ability now is to be able to drop anywhere that you want up until turn three, more than nine oh. inches away, not having to roll the dice. It's just so handy being able to score objectives. Minus. I always forget the about minus that. Minus one hit as well. Yeah, you know, it turns off. I, I totally it forget about so it because it only lasts a turn that you drop, so it's not like you drop and then your opponent has a turn and then that you might just want to hit every way around. So, so yeah, um, thanks for that question, John. It's a good one, and um, it's sort of hard for me to answer at the moment, but I think Sean definitely did all the heavy lifting on that question. Um, and then Aiden um, said, scaven balance, please. Uh, fuck off, Aiden. <laughs> just... <laughs> you'll get, you'll yeah, get your yeah. legacy you'll battle get your, tome um... shortly, Aiden. Don't worry, mate. Got You'll get your you, legends right? of battle time or whatever the fuck they call it, where you know it's not designed for <laughs> pretty odd match play. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, you'll get something soon, bro. They really should. I played Mitch yesterday <laughs> with his Skaven army. It was really cool to see all his different shit. And I was just trying to figure out. I was just trying to figure out where all his shit was coming from as well. Like, oh, is this Master Clan or is this Eshin? And I just don't have a fucking clue. It was great. It was a gent. Uh, Mitch is a gent as well. It was great playing him. Had a good, really good laugh. Um, a couple of beers and some pizza. To be honest, I think Skaven are just one step away from being actually tier one. Yeah. Amazing. They just need that book, and then um, I think some gross shit's going to happen with Skaven because the existing unit just needs to be more awesome. Just needs to be they more synergistic because they're just like, hey, you've got like, you've got Skaven as the collective rat people and then they've got like six little sub factions within themselves and then some of them have two units some of them have six units 
from what I understand, pestilence is the most fleshed out, but it's also one of the shitter ones. Um, and then they don't buff each other, from what I understand. They've all got different keywords. So I think if they get a Beast of Chaos or a Legions of Nagash sort of overhaul, which I think would be fine. I would think that would be absolutely fine to throw a Skaven book and then just do the Stormcasting where you can just choose a host, you know, and everyone becomes Master Clan or everyone becomes Eshin or whatever. Um, some Skaven narrative players are probably yelling at me now, think, saying that's not how it fucking works. We don't ally with those guys. I don't know. I don't care about you guys. You guys are rats. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Um, so, yeah, there'll be something coming out, though, at some point. <laughs> Um, so those are all the Twitter questions we have. So thanks, guys, for engaging with us on the old Twitter machine. Uh, thanks for sending your questions. Appreciate them. We'll probably do some more. Um, let us know also if you like or don't like sort of the Battle Time review that we've done. Um, I don't know how good it's going to be. When I listen back and edit it, I'll find out and I'll be happier or I won't. Um, and we might give this... You'll wish you stopped playing with those fucking bottle caps, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, was, I don't know what I was doing then. I was having a moment, eh? <laughs> so I was just fucking <laughs> fiddling around. I'll just have to turn myself down for that section or something. Um, yeah, and if tell us if you like the sort of style where we just sort of talk about what we like and not sort of cover the book in its entirety and talk about sort of points that we think is good and, and not so good and hopefully some stuff that hasn't been so well covered. Um, we didn't write a list. We're not going to write a, a, a net list or a trademark list or anything of the sort we I don't know we just can't be fucked doing that and um, I don't think I've found one that's just been that good to, to put that sort of brag on the internet about how good it is I think um, I think a list is always better when you design it yourself you you know the ins and outs when you pick up a net list and try and do it you never play it as well as no, the No, I always the try to play creator. a list at least sort of two or three times as as it is. You know, have you have the idea, you have the concept. Okay, what's my list doing? It's it's gonna be an alpha stroke with, you know, these six Drake off um Drakeling Kev coming in your face. It's gonna be a delayed beta stroke by the time that you've dealt with them, you're gonna have you know ten secretors who are gonna be buffed up with reroll hits, wounds and saves. And then in the meantime I'm gonna have four or five supporting heroes buffing those units to sustain them for a couple of turns followed by um, a couple of, of cheap, smaller units sitting back scoring and objectives. You know, as Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until you punch them in the mouth. Um, so sort of a list along those ideas um, or, or not or what. And then, yeah, anyway, try, you try to run it a couple of times, try run it a couple of times and then you start critiquing it. You can't play it one, play a list or an idea once and then go, Oh, that's crap. And then change it. Cause you don't really know. You might've had a bad matchup, might've had some bad dice. Might have played it poorly, or maybe the idea is shit, but yeah. You need to, as Sean says, you need to play it quite a few times. You need to come up with yourself, and you need to tweak it and go from there. And I currently don't have one of those at Stormcast. I mean, I'm trying to build towards Masters. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, anywho, that's, it's been an hour of two hours, shit, longer than what I thought for a school night. Um, I'll let you go, Sean. Rambled enough. Um, Give us a follow on Twitter, guys, if you like. At OSSean89. And my friend here is... What do you... Yeah. yeah. Um, AOS Tubbs. And hopefully, there'll be some sweet-ass music on the outro once we figure out what music we're going to put on, which is the hardest part of podcasting. Um, is, is what music do we splice in at the end? But anyway, give us some feedback, guys. If you like the format, great. Let us know. We'll try to do it again. 
if you don't and we're wasting your time let us know we won't do it again and we'll stick to what we know which is sweet fuck all um otherwise we'll be in your ears in a couple of weeks guys thanks bye see ya she told me that i'm not enough and she left me with a broken heart she fooled me twice and it's home i fall she cut too deep now she left me scarred now there's so many thoughts going through my brain And now I'm taking this shot like it's no okay Yeah Ooh, I fall apart Down to my core Ooh, I fall apart Down to my core Shit off, but they keep on going All these scars can't help from